Wabby zabby babby, we're bringing back the old intro because we got an old crew member from the ship who's scuttled his butt back up from the island onto the boat that we've been sailing down the esports river on. That's right, it's Hotline League, everybody. We're sponsored by Alienware. We're going to talk more about them later. Let me uh, go ahead and introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. You know his name. Say, say introduce my cat, too. You know his name. Wubby? What? <laughs> it's Nyoko. Oh, yeah, I can't pronounce uh, that. Yes, you can. Yeah. You've done it before. Nanko? Yeah, yeah, good enough. Yes, I, hello, I'm here. How's yeah, it going, dude? How's, good, good to see you, dude. Sick, dude. <laughs> nice, dude. I'm All drinking right. my Bud Light and desperately hoping they sponsor the show one day. <clears throat> We're also joined by... Kelby May, who hasn't been on... Kelby, when was the last... You were on episode 100, I think. So you haven't been on in like three months. Uh, Yeah, no, it's been a while for sure. It was it was before the season's... Oh, my Skype crashed. Mother fudge. You guys can still uh, hear me, right? Yes. Yeah, you're good. It's a classic Skype, dude. Go on, Kelby. How you been for the last couple months? What you been doing? Uh, Playing a lot of Siege. Playing some Dotes. Um, playing a lot of TFT. I think you start. You played some league since the last time we were on. Yeah, you went back I mean, to League I of Legends. Like four games, and I realized how dog shit that game is. All right, and then went back to playing Dota. All but right. I tried. I tried for the first time in years. Yeah, you know what's interesting? Dota recently announced the LCS. <laughs> they really did. Hey, LCS is a pretty good competitive format. Oh, now you say it. Back in the day, it was like, well, I wish there was more of these international tournaments. I mean, and yes, they the still have thing quarterly and... international tournaments that you qualify in through. Let's be clear. They made a better LCS. I don't know anything about this topic, so I vote we don't talk about it. I'm, Travis brought it up. I'm just defending my boys. Your boys? The entire Dota 2 community? Yeah, that's my job here, right? I don't know Ugh. anything about League, so what else am I going to talk about? Anyway. there's It's been a week. Uh, we brought Kelby May here on the show in particular because we needed a double lift expert. Uh, because the double lift crisis has been sweeping the LCS. And uh, you got benched. That's actually a thing that happened shortly after we did the show last week. Just in time for Jat to do his goddamn podcast. And be like, we're that's, responding to the the double if benching thing, but just late enough that I couldn't talk about it on a hotline. That's because Chat does like three of these a week. He does one on Sunday, one on like Tuesday or something, and one on like yeah. Thursday. Golden Glue goes to the bathroom and he's like, "We've got somebody from the Law Esports <laughs> web team here to respond to Gold Glue going he, to the bathroom." He, he records the podcast on one of those like old newspaper things. You know, the reporters would run up and stick it in your face. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so Doublelift got benched, and then he came back all within the same period of time, and then he still and yet, lost. Team Liquid still sucks. That's yeah, weird. That's true. Yeah. All right. And uh, what else happened this week? Uh, uh, that's oh, about LEC it. Finals got got uh, moved back to the studio, and LCS Finals are being monitored. We don't know yet if they're going to happen or not. I think the assumptions they're going to happen, but. No, no word yet on on if the the health crisis has caused this. Um, 
Anything else? Oh, wait, nope. Mark. Nope. Nothing else happened, dude. Okay, Mark, explain this to me. So, so Kelby, this will, I don't understand. There's like a Morello's versus Lance. It's the nerdiest little war that's going All on right. between Mark First and LS. Off, it's got, it's uh, not, a, it's go not a war. Okay? okay. I know it seems like that, and I don't want to talk about it too much because, well, for two reasons. One, LS and I are talking in DMs. So it's not like we're like, are you negotiating you a ceasefire? Yeah, well, both of us are like, we don't want a war. Uh, yeah, but sometimes it just comes to that. Sure. Uh, the other thing is, like, he's been, uh, he was on, like, the doctor. I, I don't follow uh, that closely. This was just what I was told. He was on, like, the Dr. K thing this morning. And, like, he's, he's like, stressed out. So I don't want to stress him out anymore. So I don't want to, like, continue on and have him, like, wake up with some clip from this show or anything like that. So, like, I don't want to exacerbate any stress he's feeling so i don't mind talking about some of the analysis which i did on jlxp uh, already uh last night and some of like the math and, and like what i was trying to do um but i definitely don't want it to be like i uh, genuinely at this point let's get off my cat for a second at this point i do, it's not a war i'm not trying to start a, a shit with ls in fact one of the main points of that video at the end was we should be able to talk to each other in public and have differing opinions without feeling like it is a war uh, and we're not going to shit on each other. And that's one of the main things I wanted from that video. And I know it's still a pretty hot topic because it came out like four days ago. But the entire point is that when this all calms down, ideally, we can just have conversations. Um, and so, like, I know I was antagonistic and I know I caused a stir and opened a can of worms. And I, I did that knowingly because it was an important topic to me. So I, I know that like, I'm not pretending like I'm some fucking Jesus figure or anything like that. Um, but I, 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 I shot my shot, I guess, to like start the conversation, but I'm not trying to continue it, um, you know, in this way, I guess. I don't know. So that's, that's my, that's my piece on it for now. Gotcha. Um, does, that, does that clarify anything? Yes. But what was the actual debate? Oh, it's it's not a debate. And I think that's something I did poorly in my framing of the video. Um, Except for the people who aren't familiar with this. Right. Like so for people who, who have no idea what we're talking about, um, I made a video that was talking about Leandries and how it's being purchased too much in the pro scene. And I spent 24 minutes on math and spreadsheets showing that Leandries in birth situations will often lose to Morellos. Um, and it is difficult math and it's murky and it's gray um and that was the point was not to talk about when is it 100 percent optimal to build morellos which is what a lot of people started talking about afterwards because i didn't show that because that wasn't what i was intending but i admit i didn't do a great job framing it because i have like a clickbait title and uh, thumbnail because i wanted people to watch now that does kind of prime people to think the points i'm making are like debating ls which is a, admittedly a bad decision i made when making the video uh whatever so there's that i don't mark are we taking calls on anybody who wants to talk about leandry's so i don't mind talking about the mat like i said i don't mind talking about the analysis portion of of the video which was like the first 24 minutes of it of, a, of the 27 minute video yeah okay so we could talk about the first 24 minutes of the video um great but if if anybody hey listen if anybody fucking calls in and tries to talk about the final three minutes of mark's video you're off the goddamn show you're banned for life all right 
Don't even don't even try and call in here with that shit. All right. Uh, so there was that. Did anything else happen? What do you mean? This week in, in the league scene? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to make sure we didn't forget anything. Because it was kind of a quiet week other than like the double of trauma, right? Oh, I have a thing I want to talk about. I have a new conversation topic that I'd love to discuss. Maybe somebody can call in on this or, or Mark, maybe you chime in or something. But folks might have seen my interview with Jazuke, which is on the front page of the subreddit right now. And uh, he basically talks about how he came over here and is somewhat disappointed with the LCS mid laners because he feels like by and large, you know, there's a couple exceptions, but they don't really want to play what he says is play laning phase. Like they basically don't go for trades. They just play really passive, really safe. <clears throat> I have an interview coming out with Zazel tomorrow, uh, which, you know, if you're all good at the end of the stream, AKA sub, I will potentially show where he talks about how he doesn't actually just feel like it's the mid lane. It's that just LCS in general, everybody plays really scared Possibly because they're. Hello? I lost Travis. I see his mic, his camera's still working. His mic. Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the idea is that it's not just uh, the mid lane position, it's that a lot of other people get held back from. Push chat. You guys can hear me, right? Okay. Uh, it's, it's the whole LCS has a bunch of passivity into it and people play super safe. And on the international stage, you have players that want to go for trades, want to actually make stuff, don't want to just wait till team fight time. And it's something that's going on with our, our league. And I, I'm just kind of curious, Mark, really quickly gut check. And this is coming after a game that Kelby really wanted to complain about, which was a 25 minute no kill game. <laughs> He's falling asleep right now, uh, for this past weekend. But I don't know, Mark. Do LCS players need to be more aggressive in their laning phase? Um, probably. I yeah, like you said, there's a 28 minute game where nothing happened. So yeah, what do you want me to say? I I will well, first. Dude, I know what I know what I want to say. I'm sorry for bringing up the LS stuff. You seem a little out of it right now. And uh, no, I'm reading the um, I'm reading the Discord messages. He's reading the YouTube call oh, okay. No, I'm I'm doing my job for this show <laughs> because it's a call. Well, we show haven't even said how the show works yet, Mark. How does the show work? Quick. I mean, it's it's to the point where there's just people like. I'll explain. Into Go into the pleb <laughs> topics chat. Bit your take. If it's a good take, we're looking for takes. All right, not just questions. If it's a good take, we'll pull you into the. No uh, one knows what you're talking about. You just go in the pleb topics. You didn't mention Discord yet. It's on Discord. Oh, see, this is why I don't. I don't <laughs> this do. That's why it. you gotta lead it, Mark. You do exclamation mark Discord in the chat. You get the Discord. Somebody in the chat says, "Please just start the fucking show." Unbeknownst <laughs> to them, they don't know <laughs> That's the why show. I'm people. We've already started. Bit um, <laughs> your take in the pleb topics chat. If you're a sub, uh, we really appreciate that you can put it in the sub topics chat on Discord. Uh, Mark will put you in the waiting room. By the way, if you go in the waiting room, don't mute your headphones because you can't hear him if you do that. So uh, he'll pull you into the room whenever we're ready. But yeah. The show, the show started, guys. Everybody in the chat just spam and start the show. <laughs> Nobody's new here. I bet you one person in this chat is watching for the for the stream is watching for the first time. We get a lot of people. Right, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go get our first caller since we're already ready. Okay. I'm excited. How are you doing, Kelby? I'm doing really good. I'm I miss this show now. It's fun. 
the banter. Hopefully we have good callers. Yeah. It's a different type of banter than like the Thorn shows where he's just screaming at people. Screaming at Loco Doco? <laughs> how they're no longer friends or something? Jesus. This, uh, is, a, this is an aggressive episode. I'll always be your friend. Everyone out on sheets. Uh, who else can we call out? We called what out chat. What if, what if we talk to Dr. Manhattan, the caller in the room right now? Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan. What, what take do you have this time? Dr. Manhattan, you're calling from D.C.? Yep, calling from D.C. All right. I, I knew it because I remembered because I care. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um. So today I want to talk about something that's been kind of not that talked about in the desk, which is the MVP race. For and we only have about three weeks, so I think that now it's really going to start to heat up as far as who are your leading candidates for the NA MVP. Who are your leading candidates? Yeah, what's your um, in no order, I would say probably like the three biggest ones. Uh, top of my head would be like Power of Evils is one that people have been talking about as a bit on FlyQuest. Um, Broken Blade's another one that, in my opinion, should be up there. And my kind of left field one is strangely, strangely closer. But I mean, that's just kind of like a left field one where like I can say that's so popular. You, you don't have any C9 players on your list? It's kind of hard for that one. It's kind of, it's like the best analogy I have for that one would probably be, have to be if you go back to roughly like 2017, like the Immortals run where like X Smithy was definitely a front runner. But you also have like Olay who had a really good season. And. It's kind of like when you have two like potential MVP candidates, it's kind of hard to say who is like really the MVP on that team, if that makes sense. I I think that's to your question about like you feel like you haven't heard that much talk about it. I feel like that's kind of uh, sort of why is like we all I think everyone thinks it's going to be someone on C9, um, and people have different takes. Some people think it's Niski, some people think it's Blabber as the two leading candidates, uh, and then. You know, you have dark horses in basically every position. And then, you know, it's kind of hard to put someone from another team when one team is so much clearly better, even if they have a, 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 a better individual chance, like with PoE or um, potentially with Broken Blade, like you're saying. So I think, um, you know, Vulcan's super good. Sven's good. Licorice is good. Niski and Blabber are the leading candidates. And so, like, everyone feels, I think on the broadcast, normally some would be more like, yeah. This is the best player on the best team. He's the leading candidate for MVP. And you, you kind of hear people just kind of throw like MVP candidate around, but we're, we're all a little like, I don't, even, I don't know who I'm voting for or like who I even, you know, like there's so many choices. It feels like this split that people uh, don't want to put a foot forward and then, you know, change their mind a week later and sound like they're flip-flopping and stuff. Yeah, and it's like it's like I, I and like I get it. Like even though, yeah, I agree that like C nine is probably like the best. It's, it's I'm not even a debate that C nine is like the best team in NA, but it's like it. You have so many people stacked there, and like it, it's happened in the past before where you have multiple MVP candidates on a single team. Like that will take away from votes. You know. Yep. I mean, this is this is maybe. Yeah, it happened to Hunter. It happened like when that year it happened to like, Smithy and Olay because we had those two guys were, were front runners. So. Like it's this is usually the case with with uh, that, which is why I brought up the the candidates that I said, and I'm definitely the opinion where you don't have to be necessarily the best player to win MVP. But that's that's I can understand that's an unpopular opinion. Mark, is somebody other than a C9 player going to get MVP? Um, I don't think so. What if C9 players are watching? They should start campaigning for like. They should all sit in a room together and have a big old argument about who should be MVP, and then like rally behind that guy. 
Jack uh, said that he was taking them out to dinner, so. Yeah. I don't think they're here right now. Jack should, uh, while they're at dinner, they should pick someone so we can start. So all of us idiots can be like, who do you guys think is the the best player on your team? Okay, we'll give it to him. I think we even asked some of the players this. Like, if you can't give it to yourself, who would you give it to? Like a week ago, right? Yeah, they said Spence Karen. Yeah, they're fucking... <laughs> Jesus. Memers. Um, Kelby, have you watched enough of the split that you feel like you can say if it should be a C9 player? Abs- absolutely not, but I think that I'm kind of always in this discussion aligned with I think personally that the MVP should go to the best player. I don't really always buy that. I feel like MVPs, like not just in league, but across a lot of like things in general, like a prerequisite is that the team has to be like a really, really serious contender and or the front leading team. And I don't necessarily buy that. I think the MVP award should go to the best player in the league. I'm always on the other side of that. Um, I think it should be what you actually did this split on the rift. Um, just to keep the award more fun because then you just give it to the same player on default every time, basically uh, with a small grouping. Do we like, think, Oh, sorry. So like, I was gonna say like for the first split that Bjergsen came over up until about 2016, there was no debate that he would, anyone but him would get it. If you're talking about, about best player in the LCS, no one else ever was better than during that. And you would yeah, just it. But I and think I, he deserves it. I don't know. Sometimes people won more and they had better splits in terms of what they were able to actually do on the riff, not in terms of skill. And so that's why I don't like this. I don't like the hypothetical skill. I'd rather be like, hey, Jensen got 50 more kills than the next highest person in the league that split. That's nuts. Well, yeah, I, no, and I, I think in that scenario, you have an argument for him being the best player, right? If he has 50 more kills than every other player, then you would say, yeah, he's the best player. Not just like in hypothetical, like blah, 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 but in terms of performance, I agree with you. I just don't necessarily buy that they have to be on like the first or second seat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what happened when I, I voted um, for Arrow. I was one of the people who ruined that for Hanser. Heyo, uh, I voted for Arrow. And I felt like he was doing things in the AD carry position other people weren't. I thought it was mm-hmm. super impressive. And like, if you ask me if I thought Arrow was ever, like the best player in the league, from a skill angle, I would not say that. But I think what he accomplished that split, hard carried P1, and you start getting into all these other topics than just raw skill, which is why I don't like the who's the best player. I like who performed the best, who's the most valuable player. Well, uh, who do you think has performed the best thus far? I would say probably Niski or Blabber. Okay. For that Because I feel like Niski's all over the map. He's doing all this crazy shit. Same with Blabber. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be a C9 player. I don't know. It's been hard because actually I think more than in regular, in normal splits, we see some really great players that are on some, I think maybe because the, the middle of the LCS is so vast right now, right? Like I don't, Mark, am I crazy in thinking that normally LCS uh, like standings are a little bit more spread out by this point in time in the split? Um, because it is super clustered. No, I think it. We've had like 2018 was like this. Remember, where literally first and second place, there was a tiebreaker there, and then there was a five-way tie for the next four spots in playoffs. Like we've had some super close ones, and this is starting to get pretty. You have clearly C9, then TSM and FlyQuest. And then 
a couple seven and seven teams and a couple six and eight teams, right? Yeah, but they're so all kind of like one away from each other, right? Like Fly or FlyQuest and TSM more than one ahead. I feel like third through six There's is usually point. within a game of each other, though. Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't think that part's that crazy. Either way, it just feels to me like we're seeing a lot. Like, I like the closer mention. I actually feel like he's done a lot for Golden Guardians, and that team's been somewhat inconsistent. But he seems right really good. What'd you say? Like I think I think closer is like it, it's an example of like what uh, when Mark was talking about like an MVP player where it's just like I mean maybe it's, it's kind of a bit too much leaning to the fact that he's on a less good team yeah. than than someone like Blabber or somebody like I don't know like Dardog but like I mean, like and I can understand like leaning too much into that but like that's why I mentioned him as MVP yeah for me I I appreciate those kinds of thoughts where you're like oh he's hard carrying a bad team or something uh, not that I think Golden Garden is actually bad but just like that kind of thought I like, but it's hard when someone else is clearly performing better and getting more done every single game. <laughs> so like, I agree. Closer's good. Probably slept on a little bit. Um, he may be the best player on his team right now, but a lot of people on Twitch are saying someday. Yeah. I saw that. that. That's another like good one. That's a, that's a good mention. Like I could yeah. honestly understand. That's what I mean. Yeah, it I just think... feels as though there's been a little, there's been some more standout players on these middle of the pack teams that I'm used to. I, that might be true. Like Poe someday, uh, closer. I'm trying to think of others. Maybe there's actually not that many because there's been Lyra in the past when he was like. Yeah, Lyra was the only other one but... I could kind of think of. Yeah, there's been some people. I don't know. I just I do think it's kind of boring if the MVP is always going to be the person on the the first place team. I do I do think it kind of becomes boring because then you're I limiting agree. yourself down to like maybe two people, right? Because every there's always going to be like, oh, there's like maybe two or three really good people on this first place team that deserve it this split. And I know C9 lost this 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 weekend, but I think it's important to remember how dominant they are, which is why it feels that way this split, where it's like it's unquestionably C9. Like they're winning in 30 minutes every game. They're hard slapping people. Their KDAs are insane. They're breaking records yeah, all over. There is as much plays. of a it, difference in their score between first and second as there is between second and last place. Yeah, like there's there's a five game difference between both those. Yeah, so like that's why I think this time it's a little bit more like it's someone on the first place team. Yeah, that's probably fair. Fair. Hey, thanks so much for calling in, Doctor Manhattan. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next one? Uh, no, thanks for having me here as always, and uh, Elgato Parakobi. Oh, great. No Is cap. Por or para. Oh, didn't you you always say that you sp you took a ton of Spanish? Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Is it poor or para? I'm trying to remember. What are you asking? Shouldn't you know? SBQR Pluto, Michaela Rebbe, the Quelchinator, KYTS, Lieutenant Shiny Sides. I hate Snarf for th 18 months, and uh, Ryan Gosling, Goosling, NA. Appreciate it. Slap a debase. You you've been on before, right? I actually have not been on before. Well, maybe somebody else had a similar name. Where are you calling from? Uh, Chicago. Oh, you're a Twitch sub. I think that's maybe that's why I've... I've yeah, yeah, I am a Twitch sub. Good name. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, my topic today is that uh, Steve is probably, maybe, considering uh, some serious roster changes for summer, uh, considering how the split is going. Uh, independently of the whole double lift benching uh, situation, it just seems like the team isn't really trusting each other or really gelling on the rift. And uh, yeah, interesting. Well, what, 
what uh what roster changes would you make if you were Steve? To be honest, uh, it it the, it seems like there's a really big desync between uh, Core JJ and Broxa, and I'm not I'm not I don't claim to be an expert, but I think that jungle support synergy is super important, and it doesn't se it doesn't seem like it's there. So, are you suggesting they replace Broxa already? No. Are you suggesting they replace Core JJ? Yeah, like what's what's one of the the positions you would be evaluating from what you're saying? Okay, so for example, like I coach, uh, I've coached middle school and high school soccer before. For a, I've been coaching for a really long time, like eight years. And you give and them the boot when they don't <laughs> do well. <laughs> well, you know, my fucking club soccer team. <laughs> no, I mean it's, I'm not. I'm not I'm not gonna compare. I'm not gonna compare. You know, middle school, high school soccer. Team. We imported this uh, middle school player from <laughs> we Europe. Like we had to send district. him back on a plane after three weeks because it was just not gelling. No, no, Enjoy high school, buddy. One of one of the things that one of the things, for example, that I really look at is that I really if there's if there's some sort of disagreement between teammates, like you have to hash that out immediately. And it just looks like on stage, it's just not happening. Like there has to be a disagreement on calls, and and because that's what we're seeing. Yeah, I'm sure there's disagreements on calls and stuff, but but what do you change? Yeah, I was gonna say like you, like you said, you have to hash it out. I think that they still can. Uh, I don't think this this thing is doomed. But like uh, to to the question I was ask, uh, asking, you said they need to change something for summer. Or Steve should be thinking about changing something for summer. What are you thinking as a fan? You want to see change. So, okay, fine. Here's my hot take uh, on this, right? Uh, I think that as good a player as Core JJ is, I think that that would be the move to make. Who do you okay, get instead, do you, you know? Yeah. Sorry, what was that? I said, who do you, who, like, maybe, you, let's say you can swap him for any other player that's not on C9 because Jack's not going to swap it. Who would you swap him for? Mm, well, he's taking up an import spot, uh, so maybe I would consider European support. Something, somebody that will have better synergy with Broxa. Or you bring somebody over from LEC. You could get Hillisang, get Fanatics. I, I think I, I mean, okay, call me crazy, but I don't think that Hillisang would be the the worst move. I mean, I, I. I would not remove Core JJ for sure. Personally, I I mean my my take on this is like similar to Mark's. So this is I'm super biased in this <laughs> topic. So it's so it's tough. But here's here's my theory. Okay, guys, Broxa came over. They barely got any time to practice, and then Peter got sick, and then Tactical comes in, and now Peter's back. They just need more time. I sound like the biggest TL apologist in the entire world, but I think that. From everything Peter's told me, Core is fucking amazing at this game. Like, by far the best support he's ever played with. And Peter's played with some really, you know, godlike supports. So, I don't know about removing Core. In the game that I watched today, it didn't feel very good. It felt like Core and Impact were all over the place. And I can see what you mean. Like, they, the whole team was just not on the same page. Like, they played really bad. Um, but I would not ditch Core, especially, like, who are you actually going to get to replace Core? And Broxa, like, yeah. Congrats that's on the tough. visa, buddy. Time to head home. 
It's I, I I think you I think you have to be more ride or die on this roster. It's way too early to give up on it unless there's like something that miraculously becomes available. I don't know. Kel- Kelby, my question to this then is if yeah. if you think that they just need more time, yeah. then then why would you have benched Doublelift for the entire week? Like what is what is I get that you wanted to help mm-hmm. motivate him or punish him for saying all those things, whatever, whatever. But then mm-hmm. if if you want the team to gel, why bench him? Uh well, I uh... I mean, so as I understand it, you want to show that people don't have carte blanche to say and do whatever they want. I, I talked about it a couple of times where from what I heard and what I saw people saying was Double If was barely playing solo queue. Uh, they, they didn't do a, a boot camp. Everyone was supposed to come in on their own having played a lot. And Double If just didn't do that. And then he's going out and saying playing split doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Uh, and then he's not actually playing that well in game. And so they're saying, you know what? Like, Actions have consequences. This is your job, and if you're not going to like, you know, put the effort in, you're going to get benched, right? And then he was sick that weekend, and they put tactical in, and they won with him. And so their their thinking was, let's keep using tactical while double lift um, and him kind of like compete for the spot, even though we all know it's going to be double lift in the end. Uh, that was my understanding of what the team was doing: was saying double lift, you weren't motivated coming in. Here's your motivation. You're getting benched and your team's still winning for those two games. Yeah. And I, I was hesitant to respond. Thank you, Mark, because Peter and I have had a lot of conversations about this and I don't want to betray any confidence with like things mm-hmm. that we have discussed and like accidentally blah, blah, or whatever. But I think Mark is right in particular, especially with regards to tactical. Like he comes in, you can't, you can't bench that guy again until they lose. Like, especially with the weekend that they had and they played really, really well. Uh, you it, it's it's too rough to just like give the spot back to Peter until they have a loss. So I I I agree, but and and for the record, mm-hmm. I personally think that double benching double lift to give that message that whatever Mark Z was saying that you know that kind of shit doesn't fly, whatnot. Like I agree, I think that benching double lift was the right call to send that message. Mm-hmm. However, if you're gonna bench him. I mean, he you bet. First of all, he's sick for an entire week or two weeks, and then you really only bench him for one game. So really, what is what is the message? Like, oh shit, we actually really need you. So go on in there. Like, come on. I mean, hey, listen, I'm not gonna say I to be fair, I'm not saying I agree with the coaching staff's decision and and swapping them out so quickly. So I, I'm not gonna keep playing devil's advocate at this point. Uh but I will say, uh getting back to your your larger point. To blow the team up, I think, is... I'm with Kelby that it's it's just too too sudden. I think that they don't have any excuses for underperforming this much this split. And I think you can blast them for these reasons or even just lament them and say, oh, you know, unlucky that uh, the Visa situation happened with Broxa. And you feel bad about it. And you use that as motivation for Summer. Versus saying... Oh no, we had all these things go wrong. Let's blow it up after really only three months together. What happens? So I'm not saying I think they need to blow it up, but let's say they don't make playoffs, which right now is looking entirely possible. I think I read that they needed to win. Like their their path was really bad if they didn't win tonight or their first game next week. I forget who it might it is. I think I think it might be. Easy. I mean, it's already pretty tough because there's four games left and they're two games out and ten and eight 
usually makes playoffs but can miss. And it, like we were saying, it's kind of close. So uh, winning out is like almost necessary to yeah. guarantee themselves mm. a spot. And they have... Uh, I mean, I guess they're facing Golden Guardians next week and EG, but both those teams they have, have C9 been at the end of the, very the coin flippy, and they yes, they have C9 at the end. That's why they can't drop a game basically the rest of the ways because you're kind of already assuming they drop the the uh, C9 game. Yeah. So um, and if if they miss playoffs, I think it's really unfortunate, and they probably feel terrible, and all the Steve and everyone can be mad, um, but no one would look at that and be like, yes. The quality of this roster is not good enough to make playoffs in NA. That's when you blow it up. When you you expect the same result in summer. And if you look at that roster and say, yeah, they won't make playoffs in summer either, I think you're crazy. Because I think they are easily good enough to do it. Uh, It's just that there are compounding factors, motivation issues. People are sick. People aren't showing up in time. They're jet lagged. And they had such a shit start they couldn't even make playoffs, but that doesn't mean that's going to happen again in summer. I'm just yeah. worried that the problems that are holding them back right now aren't like a team synergy thing, but like a trust thing. Like yeah. when they're playing right now, it does not feel as though they're playing as a team. And maybe that'll come over time if they play more. But new team, I just worry that like like the, all the issues this this these last couple of months have kind of broken that team. I I really agree with Travis here. Uh, I mean, I agree. New teams need time to gel, but we're talking about a team that has four members that have four core members that have been part of this team for over a year. How much how much more time do they need? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't seem like they trust each other. Well, I mean, last sorry, go ahead, Mark. No, you go, you go. I have a different. Point. I was gonna say last year I forget it was spring or summer, but didn't TL have that one split where they had a really hot start? And then they like were super confident and had that rough middle patch, and everybody was like, "Oh, what's going on?" There was all the rumors about infighting and stuff. And then they actually pulled it back together at the end and ended up really good. Like I think that I think that these guys can recover. They're all like so veteran too. Everybody on this roster. Um, but I, I think as well that like regardless of how the results are of this split, every GM when you head into like the trading window like explores all options with your roster regardless of your position unless like you're in first place to see what potential options are available for making moves to better your chances for the upcoming splitter season right so tl will just you know they should evaluate that as every team should when when it comes time to potentially make roster moves in between spring and summer right and i think the other thing so i i disagree that the team I mean, I don't know internally what's going on, but I wouldn't think that they're completely broken. Even if they miss playoffs, I would say that should serve as motivation if they are a championship team to say, wow, what the hell happened in spring? Let's grind like crazy to, to dominate summer and take this back. Yeah. Um, but even if the team is broken, <laughs> what what upgrades are there? to Like we talked, we joked about Hilla saying, we kind of throw that through that name out. You're not, that's not going to happen. Right. Realistically, there's no upgrade on paper um and so all you're doing would be trading away one of these pieces one of these amazing players to another team to make them stronger in summer i just don't because this is basically kelby's point from when the tsm got rid of double lift a bunch of years ago was like you're just making your competition better That's and true. if you're not even getting an upgrade on paper or making a move that 
makes sense and you're just saying, oh, we're broken, so let's blow it up, then you're not you're not getting any better and you're making other people better. So I, I don't think there's any way that they should make moves, even if this team is busted beyond repair somehow. I, I still don't even think it makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing I would say to that, Mark, though, is that like we know that like just teams on paper don't necessarily pan True. out. There have been some superstar rosters and like chemistry is a thing. So like if they yep. really like can't fucking exist and work together, which I just don't know that we're going to have that data properly in the time that spring split ends. I, I think you're, I, yeah, I agree with you though. I think we're, I would, if I were them and I don't have the same insight into like what's going on internally, I would be ride or die on that roster through probably this year. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, you're going over, like, how much have you invested in? Like, you just got, yeah, I get it. You just got to write it out. It's uh, There's a special yeah, a term for their, A bunch of their contracts are up in 20, at the end of 2020, if I'm not mistaken, Travis. So, like, yes. yeah. if this doesn't work, it's not like you're on the hook and you need to make a move. You just ride it out through summer. And if it sucks, you're really upset. But at least you're kind of getting a, a, a new slate next year. That's I'm trying true, to think you know, if no. anybody's streak... Even I know that nobody has ever done like the the four back to backs, but I don't know if if anyone's ever been dominant for longer than two years. In any any region in LCS, KSM was pretty long, right? Does that, that go longer than two years? Because Cloud Nine started off pretty strong. I mean, no one's won four. Yeah, some people won three in a row, which was TSM. It's uh, just so a question of how long already, can this go? Yeah, I mean, it's already the longest dynasty in America. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks so much for calling in, Lapa Debase. Where uh, anything you'd like to say here at the end? Uh, shout out to your sponsors, Alienware and uh, Movement. And you know, considering how much hype there is for a Cat for Kobe, I'm surprised Tidy Cats really has not pounced on this. <laughs> like this should this is such a golden opportunity. <laughs> Tidy Cats should be like tweeting out to Kobe, like, "Woo, yeah, Cat for Kobe." But you know, where are they at? <laughs> where are they at? Indeed. <laughs> thanks so much. Have a good night, dude. Speaking of cats, one quick thing, and Travis, because uh, I know I saw a lot of people talking about was the draft. This game in particular, I just like they they first rotation Zoe, which was just super super weird, and then the enemy team just got to take Gragas Kiana into it, which is one of the most painful combos to play against. And then they kind of took Zach and Renekton and just got crushed on the top side. And they did the draft was was really weird, but they also didn't play well in game. What we're talking about with core JJ kind of like queuing in when the enemy bot lane's already collapsing and stuff like that. So Yeah. I mean it the was... team the team fight, the last team fight big one they had around Dragon, uh like watching those fights, like and I don't watch a lot of league anymore, but like I just felt so bad for Jensen and Peter. Like the teams engaging in front of them and like it's so hard for them to walk forward with Kiana just zoning them and stuff and then they just get fucking destroyed. Seemed yeah. like a really hard comp to play. Team fight. Yeah. Yeah, their comp didn't seem their comp and how they got it through the draft with like the early pick Zoe didn't seem to make much sense. And the enemy's comp was like, we have a winning topside, a disgusting mid jungle two v two, and we also have a fine bot lane. It's like I don't, I don't know what you do here. Yeah. As an aside, I'd like to apologize because a viewer named Armando DM'd me on Twitter just now and said, "You guys are just also annoying an amateur on Hotline League." I try to watch it because I like to hear about the topics, but Mark Z and his cat are so annoying, unprofessional. <laughs> no one wants to see his fucking cat on camera. So on behalf of Mark Z and his cat, I would like to apologize. I agree his cat in particular is very unprofessional. I've never met a more unprofessional cat. And uh, I just, it's that's, upsetting. 
That's not a tidy cat. No, it's not. Let's take a quick break right now to uh, talk about someone who does actually sponsor us, unlike tidy cats. Listen, I know you guys are all joking about tidy cats, but listen, they do nothing for us. They've done jack shit. They haven't even acknowledged our tweets. They're, this is a gold mine, uh, and they just don't see the value. But you know who does see the value? Alienware. A true friend, companion of esports, supporter, promoter. Alienware.com slash Travis. Check them out. Travis 10 off. You can use the code to save 10%. Very helpful. They make a ton of cool stuff. I'm using a Aurora R9 right now. Badass. It's got a 2080 Ti in it. Using Invank encoders for the stream. Just switched that over recently. Well, NVIDIA does stuff like that. Uh, they, they like cats, unlike me. You can uh, not hold that against them. Like so many of you hold it against me. And uh, I don't know. I just, they do a lot. I, actually, here's something that's kind of cool. They turned the, they, they created like an arcade area, right? Created an arcade area in the LCS studio that we're now doing a bunch of our interviews from. So that we don't have to do them outside whenever the light is all weird or whatever. So that's, that's just one of the cool things that they're doing right now. I'd really appreciate it if you go and checked out alienware.com slash Travis. Maybe you already have. But you know what? If you do it again, that's very helpful for me. And I know I've been talking about this a lot, but they're still running their giveaway. You can win a desktop PC and a monitor. The same stuff that the pros use on stage at the LCS. Got an i9 in it. An NVIDIA 2070. You get a 240 hertz display monitor. Go enter that contest. If you enter it through the link, I've, I get tracked for that. Riot's also getting tracked for that. Let me show that I'm a better partner than Riot Games. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Either way, thanks so much to Alienware for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. People are now spelling cat with a K, so now I have to go delete or ban that Travis, spelling too. Trying to get rid of this stuff does not work. It just makes people more creative. Just accept it. I think history has shown that dictators can stamp out rebellion quite easily. Yeah, those always last a long time. They're very successful. You want to go grab our next caller? Yes. Warning, this one's going to be a heavy math caller. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm already going to sleep. Fuck, dude. Here we go. Oh, boy. Morales versus Landry. So, Mark, I was actually double-checking your it math be in LS? Google spreadsheet. Or on Mars, thank you for the 18 months. Webby Kills, too. Web, web, Webcat, Korean 2NA, Nanuko 111 for 16. Josh Rev, Robot Russ for 25 months. Grizzly Smiles, Cruellas, Steven, uh, 9630, Joey Ride. So many people subbing to that. I'm going to have to get back to some of you guys. But, oh, wait, Mark's still not here. Uh, Mr. T Nelson, 45. Juno, 2505. Orim, Orimi Shields, The Real Gym Slady. Kira and B. We got Duke of Thought here. Duke of Thought, where are you calling from? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida area. Jacksonville, Florida area. How's Jacksonville, Florida? It's all right. It's cool. <laughs> <Recently>. Hard sell. <laughs> I mean, when you grew up someplace, it can never be the best place in the world, you know? That's true. That's, That's true. not true. 
Wait, did I you say that's not true? Fucking California, dude. What? You love California. I do love California. All but resident Californians hate. say that California is the best place to live. It is. I mean, uh, everyone gets a, a little brainwashed into like, you know, I love this place, but I, I'm definitely with the collar. The grass is always greener for me about. That's because yeah, you're man, not I from California. It. No, but I mean, even when I was where I was before, I was like, oh, I don't have, I have these problems with it. In California, you're like, man, my, my state income tax is nuts and the traffic is crazy and I'm dying breathing this air. Um, That's nice. The air is nice. Duke, yeah, I thought, I, what do you I, want to talk about? So, time to destroy your audience by talking about <laughs> Moral Anomicon and Leandri's Torment. Okay. And I'm going to try to stay awake for this. Yeah, so uh, the main topic that I'm going to talk about is in Marxie's spreadsheet that he posted on his video is there were two lines indicating Leandri's Torment damage. But Leandri's Travis, torment. can you pull up the spreadsheet? Please? I've got to try to. I was. I'm already on my way to try to locate this. You have to. Uh, you can't edit it. I mean, maybe you can pull it up, but you can at least see it. I mean, there, really did you find an error in his spreadsheet? Well, I did, in fact, try to look through all the cells and stuff, but they used a bunch of commands and referenced a bunch of things that I'm going to be honest, I was too lazy to look up properly. Yeah, VLOOKUP tables was where I was like, okay. Uh, we have a Skype's Tom on yeah, the stats. There, there, there's hard flexing. The, the Riot analyst Warning, people this video. a little bit too much doing that. They really didn't need to do that. <laughs> they could have just posted the numbers in like a separate page like normal people, but whatever. Let but me anyway, show you my Excel skills. Go, go ahead, anyway. skills, actually. Oh, well, I mean, it's the same thing, right? No. <laughs> Sadly, it's not. Okay. Trust me. Don't right. you, you how dare you even suggest that? <laughs> you, you. All right, let's 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 try and keep okay, this okay, topic sorry, sorry. under like twenty minutes. Where am I? So where am I looking for this? You don't so look anywhere. Like, yeah, it's I right got there. it open. You, you, oh keep it up. Go don't on. move anywhere. You don't look anywhere. You just keep it up. Stop moving it around. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, like the there are there are three possible damage allocations for Leandri's Torment. So like there's the base case, which I think they, you Mark, you wrote is like the bottommost row for Leandri's Torment, where it only, mm -hmm. where it has like the normal burn damage. Or wait, well, no so the, the first row is Madness. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll just to, just to fly through this. Um, on row four, there is just the Madness, uh, and that ticks up to the right. Um, if you're in like J4, as, as an example, that's the damage with only one stack of madness and then it scales up and then the row right above it would be with the 4.5 percent burn and duke of thought is uh talking about how if someone is immobilized that total is capable of going up to 7.5 percent yeah um so uh anyways continue yeah so my point is is that like the reason why Leandri's Torment is so shilled is because of that 7.5%, especially on champions that itemize with Rhyalized Crystal Scepter or have just inbuilt slows, because a lot of mages have inbuilt slows that you wouldn't mm -hmm. think about. Like, even a burst champion like Syndra has her... Um, it's w and E, yeah. yeah w, w and E are the CC ones. And then um, Kennen, a burst mage as well, also has an immobilize in his ultimate as well, along with the passive, I think. So mm -hmm. it does get up to 7.5% burn quite often in a variety of mages, which in your video, you said the slight HP difference from the 40% Morellonomicon would have been able to tip the favor in favor of Morellonomicon. But because these champions have 
the 7.5% burn attached to them, uh, the Leandri's Torment should have, like, again, the, like, microscopic edge required to beat out Morello Namicon and be the better right. item. In. And so in that video, I have a section where I talk about every single area that can come up with the gray, include, like, where things can shift around, including uh, the speed at which you combo affects how many extra stacks of Morellos that you will get, or Leandri's burn you will get. Um, as well as the slower your combo comes out, the more of it that's going to occur at higher madness stacks. Um, and so I did acknowledge all of this in the video. And um, every time I use an example where someone was stunned, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. And so uh, one of the things I tried to do was look at people's HP values and see if the damage would push it into another bucket. Because there's a number of buckets in there, right? And uh, most HP values on squishy targets at points in the game where you're going to buy Leandries are between 1,200 and 2,000 HP. And the percent damage burn increase on a CC target is 1% per second because you're going from 4.5 over 3 to 7.5 over 3. That's from 1.5 per second to 2.5 per second. So you're getting a 1% damage burn. At targets at 1,200-ish health or in like the Grog's example, 1,400 health. That extra second that they're CC'd would re result in a 14 damage increase pre-mitigation. Post-mitigation, if he's at uh, around 50 MR, which is a little bit less than what he's actually at um, prior to or after uh, the pen from his Sork shoes, um, that's going to get reduced around 66 or to 66 percent. So, on a 1400 health target, the extra second of stun or every second that they're stunned would increase that damage. Um, around nine he's got um, schooled caller hold on no no no. i'm not sorry. schooling him i'm, I'm not sorry. schooling him i, I thought you but were this done is what we're trying to do we're not trying no, no, to sorry continue my whole point of that video is we should be able to have this conversation fairly hmm. sorry, um sorry. and so when you look at how much damage you're getting amped on the percent from uh madness stacks which is when the bucket increases left to right um is two percent of your total damage dealt, um, which would be if you're doing a burst combo, pre-mitigation damage at around 1,000, if you're getting one more shift over, you're getting 2% more damage, that would be 20 more damage. Um, and so these numbers are all related to each other, but in order to increase those buckets to the right, you would have to be able to say every second uh, that they were stunned should make me approximate one more bucket over if that target was stunned for two seconds and that bucket damage is increasing to the right by, you know, like, I think they were on average, like that one was increasing by 20. And so I did take all this into account. And I, I was saying, and I didn't do a good job getting into this level of detail because it's so hard. Yeah, you only have uh, 20 minutes. Yeah. So like, I was trying to keep it this, this um, detailed, but not trying to get into this level of detail for why I'm saying, because these are approximations, right? And I tried to be as detailed and I've never seen anyone and this is something I want to say too, just real quickly. I don't. I, I admit in that video that I might have gotten some stuff wrong, but I haven't seen anyone even go into this level of detail where they're counting madness stacks and in-game actual situations. Um, so every time I try to see if this person was CC'd, how long were they CC'd for? What was their percent health at that time for how much extra damage they'd be getting pre-mitigation? Um, and then see if I should move it over a bucket uh, to increase for that. And in some examples, I did. Like, I think the Kennen one where he was stunned, his whole combo came out um, in three seconds. 
but I was saying like you can use the four or five even potentially um, for uh, that example, like the cannon under the turret one, I think I mentioned. And in the Gragas one, I even used the second bucket at 807 damage instead of the insta-burst combo, which it should have been because everything happened on the first stat stack of Madness. Um, but I did move it over to say, even if you move it over one, the Gragas damage from uh, Morel Namicon is actually still equal to it. Um, so I might not have done a good enough job explaining that, but I was taking stuns and things like that into my approximations as best I could. Does that make sense? Yeah, so what you're saying is that because the extra damage from the stun is like 1.5%, and in burst situations, the differential is so small, you just approximated it by moving over to the next bucket in certain situations? Right, if the if the ratio between the 1% increase of stun burn damage was close enough to the 2% increase in AP, um, I would try to move that bucket over one, uh, instead of building a third column above it, um, that assumed the 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 extra three percent because or the yeah what would be the total extra three percent. Um, part of this was because my stat guy didn't build it initially, and I didn't want to keep putting stuff on his plate. And I figured I could just estimate it on my own, which you could argue was was maybe the wrong approach. Um, but I did try to when I'm doing these approximations take every factor possible into an account, and I might not have explained them all correctly but when i was doing this I, I was thinking about yes this guy is stunned for one second before he died that would have been a one percent extra burn on him um and that roughly equaled nine extra damage which is not enough to increase the bucket or even if i do want to increase the bucket it doesn't actually make it better than than morello's was there so i think if that makes sense well, that uh, made sense to me at least Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I know a lot of Twitch chat and people are probably lost because I'm I'm hyper specifically referencing that video. Kelby, did uh, you get it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we're good. We'll follow you. Sorry. That's I, I said this was gonna be a painful one. Um so I'm chill. Okay. I, I appreciate the, the call though, um, because I did want to clear this up at some point that I saw a lot of people saying, oh, you weren't calculating the stun, and I I was as best I could. Um, but at the end of the day, that that stuff's really hard. Travis I mean, doing the math on how I, many viewers he lost. <laughs> this <laughs> big race. <laughs> oh, it's, it wasn't that many. It was like fifty. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't I don't even know what to say now. Oh. Kelby messaged me privately and said, really happy I came on, by the way. <laughs> okay, here's a spicy. Duke, you, you said you had a second more more spicy follow-up, right? Please, that, more uh, spicy. Yeah. Got some yeah. spicier, juicier follow-up for Please. all the snoozing people. So the second thing is, like, why is it that a, like, man who casts the LCK has to bring up this topic along with Mark Z, an analyst on the LCS, instead of pro players going to their nice, well-paid analysts and asking them, you know, this Morella Namacon versus Leandri's Torment thing has math that's way beyond my capabilities, but you, person with degree in mathematics or whatever it is, can do the math for me so I can win more games instead of going to hot take Reddit for all my answers. So that if you ever get flamed on Twitter, you just post spreadsheets instead of getting flamed on Twitter. Um, yeah, and this is something that 
uh, is a, a fair question because you would say if this is the, the analyst job, they should be the ones doing this, not you know us public facing half of our job as an entertainment analyst. Um, and I think on the one hand, teams may have done it and their job is not to tell us, their job is to tell their players and maybe some teams knew this because it wasn't like every single person was building Lee Andrews wrong, right? Uh, so maybe some people did, maybe some people didn't. Um, it is hard. And uh, I don't know if, if maybe they did do it and they think that, or maybe the players uh, thought the game wouldn't be so burst-oriented. Because I admit that Lee Andrews is a good item, definitely a great item, like you're saying, with a lot of mages with CC. And if you have to fight front to back, Lee Andrews will outperform and these kinds of things. So I think. I would hesitate to just say this is all on the team analyst then for why things are going wrong. No, no, no. I'm not blaming the team analyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying I think it's really, really, really complicated. Like that took me to do that video. It took me about two and a half weeks to, to, to test out all the bugs in that spreadsheet and build it and then go and look at the examples. I had to go into pro view and get everyone's MR value, health values. If they're actually healing in the situation or not, I had to look at uh, how fast their combo is coming out, what stacks of madness each proc hit at, and stuff like that. So, by the way, Dana in chat says kind of what you were saying, Mark. Teams aren't going to go out of their way to expose that we already solved for those types of issues. The only analysts you can point to are the ones for the teams who are actively making the mistakes. I wonder if Golden Guardians was uh, not buying Leandries. Either. Well, I know. Yeah, whatever. Duke of thought. Any final thoughts? Duke of thought. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think. I mean, clearly, I think. Um, yeah, I think that's all I'm gonna opine about. Okay. Well, you and Mark can opine together privately. Thank you for the call. You could have, you know, Travis. This is you could you could have said at the top of the video that you didn't want me to answer any analysis question or like any of the math questions about the video because I said that's those are the ones I was open to answering. No, 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 no. I think it, I'm not actually complaining. I think it was it was a funny thing, and I'm sure that people will skip ahead if they don't like it whenever they listen to it later. So, but uh, yeah, you want to go grab the next caller? Yes, sir. By the way, I just activated a bounty. Uh, so officially the stream is part of a bounty for head and shoulders. They're giving away a total of 1.5 million bits throughout the entire month of March. Each week there will be a drawing with grand prizes up to 100k bits. To enter, all you have to do is purchase one of their stylers. Learn more in the link in chat. I guess there's a link that's been popping up in chat. And uh, we got our next caller. So more on Hello. that bounty in a second. Isu is here. Isu, where are you calling from? Uh, Singapore. Singapore, nice. I love Singapore. I want to go yeah. back. Kelby and I had so much fun in Singapore. Yeah, we did. And uh, at the time, I he, Kelby and I wanted to get a hotel room at the Marina Bay Sands and go to the crazy pool there. And oh. I was poor. And so I couldn't afford it. Kelby wanted to go half and half with me. And I, I didn't have the big CLG bucks he had at the time. Or no, you had joined Good Game by this point in time. Uh, Yeah. Because you were there with EG. Or no, Alliance. Alliance, yeah. Yeah. When they got kaboomed. When they got kaboomed. Anyways, oh, Singapore yeah. sick. Yeah. So my uh my topic is that INT will make it to uh not only make it to playoffs but make it to the semifinals. IMT will make it to semifinals. Is that what I heard? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Interesting. Uh, so I'll talk about how they will probably make it to the playoffs first because uh, so currently they are t- their next upcoming matches are TSM, FlyQuest, Dignitas, and uh, EG. So uh, currently how they're going is like they are flip flop teams, so like fifty fifty. So I'm giving them like they probably can win two games, lose two games. So I expect them to make it nine and nine, make it into playoffs. They'll they'll go nine and nine. So that's how they'll end up in playoffs. Yeah. And then how do do you know what the new? I'm I'm curious because we've actually made some failings on the show. The dive made some failings as well on the yeah, but the new for, but the new format the yes. new format yes. Um, so yeah, I just want to make sure you look that up. Yeah. So then after that, uh, for semifinals, right? So far from what I'm looking at, X Smithy has never missed a single playoffs and has never missed semifinals at all. From on any I team he's been on? Uh, since 2015. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, there's definitely been some times where he... Yeah, so since 2015, he has never missed playoffs uh, nor missed semifinals. Okay. Yeah, so I believe that probably X Smithy could carry that. Okay. Uh, is that, yeah. Do you have another reason for why they can make it to semifinals, or is it mostly just the, the X-Mithy thing? Mostly based off X-Mithy. <laughs> okay. Who, who's making it to semifinals along with that? Like, that what are the other yeah. four, three teams? Oh, give me a sec. I just line up somewhere. Essentially, I want to know who you think Immortals is beating that other people might put in the top four. Uh, so, they're probably beating Golden Guardian, CLG... Then I think it's between uh probably also be, I think the Dignitas will not make it and, and probably it's between Hundred Thieves, uh, EG and Immortals. Okay, so who do, but who do you think is going to be top four in playoffs? Yeah. Uh, top four probably Cloud Nine, FlyQuest, Liquid, and Immortals. Oh, you think Liquid will go through? We don't even know oh, if they're making it through. Yeah. I I I feel I have a feeling for some reason, right? They probably just do a drop out during, uh, the quarterfinals. Oh, you yeah. think TSM won't make? They'll make it. TSM will make it to playoffs, yeah, but they yeah, won't make it. Past... I feel, yeah, from past experience, I think TSM for some for some reason they might seem well during, uh, play, uh, regular season, but for when they, once they hit playoff, right, something always happens. Like recently in the past two years. So. Immortals, like, other than their win tonight, has kind of looked in, I don't know, looked a little shaky. They were one in six yeah. in their last seven until they won tonight. Yeah. yeah. Their only victory was over CLG. Yeah. And Team Liquid, our eighth place team. Yes. Hmm. I meant I meant before tonight. Right, right, right. Sorry. So it's probably just in, like inner bias in me because I'm like I, I like these two teams, so probably that's why. I love it when people call in and they're they're like, "Here's my stance," and we're like, "Okay, but here's why that may be tough." And they're like, "Yeah, I'm biased." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, at least we're being, we're all honest here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, okay. Realistically, I, let's let's turn this into a broader conversation then. Um, yeah, because I think uh, okay. Immortals to me is actually a team that I don't think they're far off from being decent. Um, I don't know about top four, uh, maybe, but like. They have a more like so as Smithy, Alte or Apollo and Hakuho, right? Like and Aka. I think you're not that far off of being a playoff team when you're looking at the other names in playoffs right now, like Hundred Thieves, um, uh, EG, um, 
and them are the are the three that are below TSM FlyQuest C9. Golden Guardians are behind them. Like all of them have problems of their own kind. So I don't think there there's like massively more problems with Immortals. So I I definitely think it's possible that they make playoffs. My problem with the Immortals roster has always been, especially because before they brought Apollo in there, is that it was just kind of like it felt kind of like a hodgepodge of players. Uh, certainly good players, right? But you didn't have like gold, the Golden Guardians roster. Obviously, people meme like the key thing, but they had a pretty strong lineup of players who, like the core of that that team. I don't know they they'd been around, right? I I felt like Immortals and EG were super disadvantaged by the fact that they just kind of had to pop up out of nowhere. EG had the benefit of picking up a couple of Cloud Nine players that had played together, and I know that Kumo hadn't played a ton with those Cloud Nine guys before, but at least he had like been around them. Um, and I think a lot of their staff came from orgs that maybe they'd like interact and stuff together. The, the, my concern with Immortals has always been that it just kind of like, I don't know, in some ways felt a little thrown together. I don't know. Am I crazy, Mark? I mean, I don't think you're crazy. They could be thrown together, but making playoffs for that roster isn't bad. I just, uh, I, my, that was because they started off very strong and I feel like they were just never able to get better than the other teams as the other teams started to get better. And that's why they've just sort of fallen behind is that they never really like yeah, went beyond what felt like a pretty low ceiling for spring split at least. I agree. I think they win a lot of their games late when people are making mistakes and stuff like that. This game was, was a more explosive one, which was good to see. But overall, I think that their identity of being a slow team that will punish you if you make mistakes in macro and late game situations is what they have. But that, those are in abundance here in North America, so that can get you into playoffs. Kelby, what do you think? Are you an Immortals fan? Mm, I'm trying to think about the playoff scenario because right now I have I have rising confidence in TSM and EG, and I have falling confidence in FlyQuest, and I honestly just don't know enough about... I haven't been watching 100T enough or Immortals enough. So I'm trying to think about if I think Immortals is like really borderline playoff team though I would estimate at this point I think I think I think FlyQuest is gonna make playoffs but I don't have confidence in them going far in playoffs I don't know uh, but I I I based on C9 TSM I mean I guess it's not impossible. But I didn't know what you guys said about them being like one and seven in their past like eight games. That's yeah, it's, it's a little scary. But then they beat. I mean, the, I think the real question you is were like, in what second if... place, like sole sole possession of second place at one point in time in the split, and that's what it was so crazy because they just went into like free fall. Yeah, you yeah, that's all their losses. That means they were like six and zero. Oh. No, there was. It, I think they're. It was one and five in their last six until oh, one they went tonight. Okay, okay yeah. yeah. So I think they well, they had they were like four and two or something like that. Yeah, mm. they were. For me, I think like uh, immortals can beat on like on good occasion they can beat any team, but on like their worst occasion they can lose to any team as well. So it's like I don't think on their best I, day they can beat Cloud Nine. Yeah, probably other yeah other than Cloud Nine. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know if that says something about immortals or if it says something about the state of all the other teams. Because, like, on their best day, seemingly all these teams can beat any other team other than Cloud9, right? Like, even CLG started to come out swinging once or twice here at the end. So, yeah. 
that's the problem is like, okay, if you are like, this is, I'm not calling you out. It's just, you mentioned you're like a big Immortals fan. As an Immortals fan, you can say, well, I think these guys can make semifinals. And you start to come up with like justification for it, saying things like, well, yeah, but look, they can beat any of these other teams and all that stuff. But the problem is like all the teams can say that. And so you kind of end up in this loop of like, well, how are you able to really say that it's going to be Immortals? Because it could kind of be anyone who at least has close enough points to get into playoffs. Yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I'll, the only teams like locked out of playoffs, I and I prob- maybe even mathematically, are Dignitas and CLG. And I feel like the only teams locked in the playoffs and even maybe mathematically. Well, I know C9 is locked in, but like I feel like FlyQuest and TSM are pretty hard lock too hmm. but of all the of the three seven and seven teams 100 t eg and immortals mark and travis and caller who do you guys think is most likely to fall out of top six um like who did you say what were the 100 t eg and immortals are the three seven and seven teams yeah i would say probably 100 thieves are immortals yeah I that's feel... what i was gonna say yeah uh mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more towards immortals just because the the loss record of of late but uh how is, how is hundred thieves going are they just like 50 50 i don't know what their last like six games for instance have been they're pretty hot and cold with like is someday slapping the hell out of people yeah which is like it, how they beat immortals was um, someday just slapping how they beat golden guardians was they did have slapping. the two a weekend but yep. then i think before then they'd been like were they just one and one every oh they went no, they had some zero two at one point in time. Meteos had some bad games. Then he had some good games. Yeah. Someday was usually good, but sometimes couldn't carry. Yeah, I don't know uh, color. I feel like Immortals is looking rough because. Uh... By the way, I just found a. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel as though. I was gonna say like EG's been climbing up a little bit, but so is Hundred Thieves. Like yeah, they both just yeah, had two a weekends. Yeah, but somebody still needs to replace Immortals. Like, Golden Guardians or Liquid has to pass them. And Immortals is one game up on them, both. Here's a question for you, Mark. Who's more likely to go through, Golden Guardians or TL? Yeah. Oof. They play each other next Sunday. TL plays EG, and that week Golden Guardians plays TSM. All right, TL plays... And then well, TL plays C9 the next week and someone else. Yeah, TL then... plays FlyQuest and C9 in their final week. Golden oh, Guardians shit. plays CLG and FlyQuest. Ooh, okay. So mm. both have two hard That's... games left. Yeah. And they and they play each other and they both play FlyQuest. Yeah. That's, That's a pretty plays... even schedule. Who had yeah, who so has the tiebreaker? Or who who beat who the first time? TL and EG? Or TL and Golden Guardians? I think, I think Golden Guardians, Golden Guardians they consider Guardians, above them in the, the standings. Yeah. yeah. So they like Golden Guardians might have a better chance of going through because they could potentially force a tiebreaker. Maybe. Well, if TL wins and they end up with the same record, then they get to play a tiebreaker for playoffs, right? Yes. But I just uh, mean like TL might. Go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was going to say, say TL might have to win two games, and Golden Guardians might only need to win one. I think. Wait, what? Because if Teal wins, they go 1-1, and then they might have to win the tiebreaker. Golden Guardians only needs to win their next game. Yeah, I think 
I think TL's in a lot of trouble the more I hear about their strength of schedule. I think they can beat Golden Guardians. I think um, they can beat FlyQuest depending on how FlyQuest is looking. But that first game, I think it's important to remember that like FlyQuest kind of beat themselves uh, and they've been looking better. Uh, they did just lose to TSM. Uh, yeah, TSM but, I think is better now though. Yeah, exactly. So I, I could still see T- FlyQuest being a hard win for Team Liquid if FlyQuest is playing well. So I could see a world where neither of these teams make it either and the the other teams above them at 7-7 seven and seven just trade some wins and they go 9-9 yeah. and nine and Golden Guardians and TL go 8-10, uh, and 10, excuse me, and then they just, they just don't even get a chance to break in. I think right now I'm, I'm willing to say I feel like Golden Guardian is more likely to go through than TL. Wow. Wow. Just based off strength of schedule and the, especially the fact that TL lost to them the first time. Because if, if Golden Guardians can beat TL... Which like who knows? Like I think a lot of people would say, well, it's probably going to be TL beating Golden Guardians, right? Because the first time they played, TL think... has to beat Golden Guardians to make playoffs, essentially. Yeah, I, I mean, it is complicated just because like any of those seven and seven teams could just like bust her out in the last two weeks, and then it's like, oh, both them are in. But assuming, <laughs> assuming most things stay status quo, TL does have to go like three and one to make it, and hopefully that that one of those wins is against Golden Guardians. Hey, yeah, uh, good week of scrims. Thanks so much, Kurt, for calling in, Isu. Anything you want to say before we move on to our next caller? Uh, nope. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, shit. 100 Thieves still has to play C9, TSM, FlyQuest, said Danon. So 100 T has been real, but... Yeah, that's pretty yikes. Yeah, that's that's rough. Wait, C9, TSM, and FlyQuest? Yeah. Yeah, top three Who's games. their fourth game? Good question. Let's find out. I'm going to go the next caller. I mean, yes, um, CLG. So you have to play CLG. That's why he didn't list them. Yeah. Is uh, that's just that's an easy one. All right. Uh, new head and shoulders. Stylers delivers on <laughs> both performance and scout benefits. It's easy to wash off. Leaves no visible residue. Long lasting hold and made with anti dandruff ingredients. So they they are kind to your scalp. Guy is here. Guy, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, our second Chicago caller of the night. What do you want to yes, talk sir. about? So, um, I just want to preface this by saying that, like, I have a degree in computer science and mathematics, and I that love talk... the beginning of this call. Continue. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This no, is no, supposed no, no, to be a call. No, no, for no, no. you can't. No, no, no. This is that, that talk. That talk with Mark and that guy put me to sleep. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what all that was. Whatever. Um. So yeah, this is for Kelby and Travis. Um, my take is that the Players Association needs to unionize and they need to fight for a CBA. We're wrong. More specifically, they need to fight for... Or like The thing at the top of their agenda like needs to be fighting for a salary cap. Oh boy, wait, wait. you are you okay. want the players to do work to give themselves a salary cap? I'm not saying that this will happen, but I think this will benefit the players and it'll benefit the league in the long run. Right? All right, explain okay. why. So, so what happens with like when you have a salary 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 capless mm-hmm. league? Mm-hmm. Um, the teams at the top, right? Yeah. The teams that perform the best make the most money, right? Yeah. It's like baseball. And 
So what happens is when since they make the most money, they recruit the best talent. Yeah. And by having the best talent, they get the best results yeah. and they get more money, right? Yeah. And you can see how this becomes a, a machine that feeds itself. Yeah, your system's yeah. already broken though. But continue. Can we let's just let them continue. I am. Right, right, right. I'm not saying this is what always happens, but like this is but as League is like in its infancy, this is Sort of like we've we've seen this like in the early stages of league, right? Now we do see like other teams come in like big VC money, right? But what happened, like for instance, EG, right? They spend a whole shitload of money on random players and like random coaches. They don't really know what they're doing with their money. Okay, they picked up well, the MVP from what? They have the smartest back office in all of esports. So I, anyways, continue. Yeah, if you have the smartest back but, office. But by the way, the MVP was not a like, random player. Like Spence Garin and like bang together with Zazel, whatever, right? But, <laughs> I mean, so what happens is these these guys will perform poorly. They are performing poorly. They spent a lot of money on this roster. They'll go back to their investors with negative returns, and their investors will say, hey, like, you're spending too much on players or something along those lines, and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll shrink the amount of money. This will happen, this won't happen, like, after one split or, like, two splits. It'll ha- this will happen, like, over a long period of time and they'll shrink their budget and eventually what you're going to get is again this model where you have these like the teams at the top that have the most money that spend the most on players and then these teams at the bottom won't have as much money and won't be able to get um you know like as good players so so in order to create like a more level playing field i'm not saying this would be like totally level but a more level playing field there needs to be salary caps there need like players or teams should not be allowed. There shouldn't be like a, a crazy imbalance in how. Spend. Okay, really quickly, just draw me a line because I I want to get in before Kelby gets in. I'm <laughs> I'm salivating. I'm chopping at the bit here. Um, you just said there needs to be a more even playing field. Why? What? I, I haven't seen the line drawn yet between why this is bad for players if the. Financially, at least, if the playing field is not even. Because you okay. said the players need to do this. I'm trying to understand why this is important for the players to do this to help themselves. It's further So when you have a more level playing field, right, you have a better chance for, you know, individual players to, like, shine through in branding rather than, like, all the branding going, like, all the... Sp- well, so, and by your argument, though, it's only value, like... That would mean that it's only helpful for the players that are not on the top teams, right? Because the players that are on the top teams are already like this system benefits Correct. them. Correct. This so yeah, this doesn't benefit the players at the at the top. This only benefits the players. This benefits the players at the bottom. This benefits owners at the bottom too, right? Who, because who they presumably get, would have the least power within a players' association. Say that again. I didn't get that. So I said, who presumably would have the least power within a players' association, right? Like, correct. I, I think it's fair to say that the, like double lift would have more like push within a players' association yeah, than exactly. than Ryoma, I, I, for I instance, or Ika. Think you're right. I 100 think you're right, and that's why I don't think for I think for multiple like multitude of reasons this won't happen. One, like players, like pro players are glorified, 50s, right? They go from high school straight into pro play, right? Like, I'm not trying to throw flags. 
um like they don't have like the life experience to like you know hire like, like we've we've like had reports where like you know players don't have representation when they're signing right it's disgusting like a lot of, a lot of them do now but the, yeah, you can question not, whether or not that representation is any like, good yeah. um all right are you ready guy i'm ready uh, kelby can i can i can i i know Please. this is a good topic for you too and i'm going to tag no, you no, in no, at the no, end, no. Go, go, go. i i love go you guy i love you guy um i uh are you going to destroy me? Well, I just... Here's the problem. Okay, so first off, you mentioned that there should be salary caps and that players should try to find a collective bargaining agreement. The problem is, in traditional sports, this model works because you can rev share off the top. You do some sort of revenue model where player Like, this only works if players are in on it, and the players are only going to do it if they can take a the it only makes sense in a world where you can rev share right so for instance the nba i think it's like 51 percent of the revenue uh goes to the players am i correct on this kelby am i yeah and yeah. when you say the revenue the revenue from 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 what sorry for the re explain to the audience the revenue from what revenue are you talking about oh yeah broadcast is primarily it but i think it's isn't it league-wide revenue yeah yeah so it's uh it's a world where it's like you take up all the money that the league is making um and you rev share it with the players. The problem is by and large these players are already like player salaries are they're already far outpacing any revenue that the teams and the league are making. I right. mean it's it's an open secret that the it's teams inflated. are losing money and I believe obviously we'd have to look at their books but the assumption I think out there is that the players are getting paid more than the the teams are making. Uh, and it gets complicated whenever you have orgs to have multi-games and all that stuff. But Yeah, that, that's what I was going right. to say and add real quick, is just that like if I'm Team Liquid and I'm set up in a like a bargaining agreement where I'm like contributing a certain amount or benefiting, like it, it incentivizes me to lie about the revenue that's coming in and where it's being allocated to. You know, because I because I can hide it in different gaming divisions and stuff. Yeah. So I mean, Jack in the chat just said, "What revenue?" For instance, good place to yeah, start. Exactly. And so, right. so, and so that's the thing. So, so if you bring this, if you better. if you agree, if they unionize and they go to a collective bargaining agreement, the owners are going to fucking love this because that means that they will finally be able to bring it'll it'll force all the salaries that they have to pay way 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 down. The players will take a giant hit in their salaries across the board, even on these smaller teams, and uh, and like the league will become sustainable. Like, well, I don't know if it'll be sustainable, but it'll be more way more sustainable than it is now. So there's an argument yeah. to be made that like players' salaries should be capped, but you can only do that if you have the players on board, and they're only going to do it if they can make more money than they do now. You can't convince them like, hey, you all need to take giant fucking cut. Like, Cooney's not going to go back on his giant ass contract because he wants the league to become sustainable or he thinks it's important. But the thing is, is that I, th so I don't have the numbers on this, right? I would imagine that the NALCS is paying their players a lot more, than, you know, any other region. So. Yeah. I mean, that's now, a pretty I, big question mark. I, I wouldn't, well, you know, I, I don't even want to go down that path yet because it doesn't really make sense to, we, we don't know the data. Yeah, right? yeah, so, so, yeah. so, so I wanted to like get at so what I was getting at there and like, you know, this point can be moot because of what we just mentioned, but it, like the threat that I think you're alluding to is that if, if, you know, we were to instantiate like 
uh, salary caps. Um, players would probably move to different regions to get paid more. But no, I'm not worried about that. I'm just okay. saying players do not want to make less money. Your system would have them make less money, generally right. across the board. Yeah. And so they are not, if they are the only like stakeholder, like if you need them as a stakeholder to come in on this oh. thing, they're just never going to come in as a stakeholder. So that's are never going to happen. Players for that. as a whole getting getting paid a lot, or is it only it, like how does how does it like? Well, look, there's like a pretty the big actual... spread. There's a pretty big spread for sure. But I'm just saying, like players right now make more money than the league makes. Like if you added all the salaries of the players on all the teams, uh-huh. I, I like I'm not, I don't want to report this as a fact, but it is generally considered to be the case that. Uh, the player salaries far out see out um out surpass the revenue of the league so there's just no incentive there for the players to do this uh, Number- a big part sorry go ahead Travis. no no go ahead i was gonna move on to the second point i was just gonna say a big part of why i don't work in esports anymore is because from a business side it got to be so uninteresting to me because it used to be when you were running teams i had to go out and recruit talent and field a roster that i could afford and the challenge for me from a business perspective is, with this team, how do I grow revenue to afford bigger acquisitions, moving into new games, all this stuff? You have to be very calculated. I feel like a lot of the nuance and strategy of running an esports team was ruined with VC. Where every... I have esports organizations calling me at Loaded today, before Valorant comes out, asking about our talent because they want to move into that game. Jesus Christ. That man. is not something that happens in a in a market in which you need to identify the revenue and profitability of a title before moving into that scene. So, it's just like you know. So would you say that like Riot needs from to... a compensation perspective yeah. tremendously. So so would you say that Riot needs to like step in here? So so hang on, let's I We've got. I, I want to cap this at like another four minutes sure. for this call because sure. we've got a couple more callers yeah. to go. But I want to move on to your second point, which is that uh, the teams that don't perform well, their owners will stop spending money. Uh, to date, I haven't seen any sign of that. Right, Golden Guardians continues to spend money and com- and compete in the league despite having not performed well. Uh, you could talk about these other teams that have washed out. But they didn't wash out because they were like, we don't want to keep paying them. They washed mm-hmm. out for like crazy, insane reasons that were far more, far like business flaws, far beyond like what right, they were paying right. their players. Yeah, Echo Fox, right? Uh, I also think, like, generally speaking, a lot of the like, a couple different things here. One, esports continues to be a place where you can just go out and race over and over and over again. And at some point in time, we're going to have some down rounds, but like, you can keep raising. So you don't need to worry too much. I also think that VCs and not even just VCs, but like nobody who is rich likes losing because these people don't understand what losing is. <laughs> they are reptiles <laughs> who just eat things that are around them. And whenever they're hungry, they're going to keep doing what they need to do to do it. They're cold blooded people. <laughs> and when they buy something and their thing is a loser, they just think I will just go funnel more money into that thing so that it stops being a loser. Cause this is embarrassing. And my other rich friend is making fun of me. They have nothing else in their life, but spending money to try to beat the other person. Are so you like, calling rich people lizards? No, no, no. Only when their teams are losing. Like, oh, okay. So the, like okay. when their team of uh, whenever a rich person, 
whenever a rich person loses, they just say, wait, I it can, if I give you a million dollars more, can I win? And then like <laughs> the team owner just says, yeah. And then they just give the million dollars. Mark is very bored with this analogy. Um, I'm having a great time. <laughs> this is, this is, this is me this is during his math call. That, that, um, that's exactly why I picked him. He said, Mark, you owe them for your math call. Take mine. I was like, you know what? You're right. So, this so is, but so I do want to say, yeah, go ahead. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, so one, I just don't, I don't buy the idea that like losing means people are going to stop spending money. Like usually losing means they start spending more money or they go to like a middle of the road strategy, right? Like no doubt hundred thieves is spending less money than they did last time, but that's because they've changed their philosophy. And I don't think it's necessarily like, because they've decided they like fuck spending money. It's because Papa Smithy came in and said, I don't think it's a good idea to just try to build super teams. We should still build, we should build something organically. Right. No mm -hmm. doubt based off of how, but based off the thumbnail of Nade shot laying across his new building with a $35 million price tag on it. hundred thieves <laughs> isn't afraid of spending money. In fact, they glory in it and would like to spend more. So I, uh, I just, I'm not worried about that. I forget your third point, but I think like the problem is like, I appreciate the call and I appreciate that people are thinking about this stuff. I don't want to shut you down and I I'm playing it up a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. cause I actually do really like it when people consider this stuff. Unlike Mark who just wants to look at spreadsheets all day. Um, I'm literally in a DM that someone sent me of another spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's saying it's a, it's a bad idea. It's just, it's just, it's not practical. And, yeah. and I think your reasons for thinking it, right. Which is that this will be good for the players is not necessarily true. Most of these guys don't have very long, uh, careers spans. And so you're right that maybe this would actually help put the league on a path to sustainability in the long run. But like the, the guy who doesn't know if he's going to be playing for another two years and can get a million dollars now is going to like take that deal. He's not going to worry about, well, wait, you know, what if I take less money and this thing lasts longer? Mm -hmm. Cool. What I'm saying is eat the rich guy. Oh. What? Wait, Kelby, do you, what? is there what anything, Kelby, is there anything that you want to add to any of this before we move on to the next caller? Mm -mm. No, I thought it was good. Okay. Guy, final thoughts? I mean, you said eat the rich. I mean, I'm not advocating for, you know, a certain presidential candidate, you know, who is anti-establishment, anti-money, but, you know, Bernie 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew okay. and gang. Okay, thanks, guy. Yeah, no problem. All right. <laughs> Mark, you want to go grab a collar for, for Kelby or you? All right, we're going to cruise a little bit here. It's fine. All right. Uh, <clears throat> new Head and Shoulders delivers... <laughs> oh, wait, I already <laughs> said that one. Uh, only purchases that Amazon and Walmart qualify, by the way for this uh bits giveaway so uh but this is through the uh, the entire month of march so thank you to, to head and shoulders for bountying this uh bounty boards to the system through twitch i think i have to retweet a head and shoulders tweet uh, i believe is one of the requirements for this too so i'm gonna go find that later but thanks to head and shoulders for uh for doing that polly's here polly where are you calling from um boise idaho boise idaho what's your take um my take is that uh 
Dig should really try to go after Closer and that he can fix a lot of their problems. Uh, probably make him top three, top four, edging out FlyQuest. Okay. Uh, why do you say this? Well, I I think of when Dig looks best, and their first three games, it was really aggressive plays, proactive, the Rift Herald swaps, um, and really attacking that top side and letting Johnson and Aframu be as solid as they are in the bottom lane. Uh, and then probably replacing Froggen in mid. Um, and I wanted to say Polo Welter, but it's too bad that CLG picked him up. Mark, you're putting your lower lip on. Uh, I was surprised to say uh, hear him say that he wanted to get rid of uh, Froggen. Uh... I... Oh, God. We are just really going from rant to rant to rant tonight. I, All right, well, resident frog and hater Mark yeah. Zimmerman takes the stage. No, no, What's I was saying, on? I was surprised that Paul. I would like, I'd rather hear Paulie say what, why he wants that change because I thought this was just a closer call so uh, because I've, they need help. So I've been a huge Froggen fan for most of my following of LCS. I started out as an Anivia main, so I just kind of gravitated towards him. Always thought he was super fun to watch, but I think in the way that this game has evolved that uh, his play style just kind of sitting mid and not being able to roam as much is kind of hurting them for as much as talent as I think they have um, and how aggressive I think they should play. Because um, when they look good in the one good game they had in, what, what is it, 11 games now? Um, it was Grig attacking the jungle in Immortals jungle all game and uh, taking the game over from there doing the Rift Herald, and then when you look at their loss to GGS, um, it was, they got two Rift Heralds, and Closer just uh, had all the pressure and went for the right objectives all game. I mean, <clears throat> I think you just have to kind of identify what you want your team to be. Um... Because you can't have like a ton of super volatile lanes and stuff. I mean, Pobelter, like you're saying, as your suggestion for the alternate one, is not super volatile. Uh, their bot lane is struggling. They have really low 4% CSD. Uh, you know, I think there's a number of problems on Dig for why they're the second to last place team. Um, and so I'm not sure. Because initially you, you said they would be top three if they got closer. You're saying now to get top three, they need to change out how many players? Well, if you got closer, you have to get rid of an import, don't you? No, because Froggen will become a uh, resident next split, I believe. Ne I is want... it next split? I believe. I don't want to get quoted on this because I haven't double-checked, but he came over in 2016, and the only reason he wasn't for the start of this year was there was that one split where he didn't end up on a team uh, because apparently there's like that contract confusion with Echo Fox or something. Um, so I think... Because my main point about bringing in Poe Belter was that if you had to get rid of an import, I think Froggen okay. holds the team back a little bit more. But you can keep... You can keep if you can keep Froggen, do you do that? I think that Closer can make up for a lot of Froggen's lack of ag aggressiveness, for lack of a better... Term. So, Gamepedia, I, by the way, so says Froggen doesn't become a resident until spring 2021. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm tripping. Well, I mean, 
It's a bit of a weird question because I'm not sure Golden Guardian is going to give up Closer. <laughs> That's the thing is I think that they've really hit a gold mine with Closer. I think he's really good. Well, let's let's take a theoretical idea then. So let's say Golden Guardians, uh, their owners get tired of spending money and uh, based off our last caller. And they say, sell sell everything we can. So Dignitas can get closer. Does Dig get top three or become a top three team at that point in time? I think they uh, do. I think they become a more solid roster than FlyQuest. I think they can take more advantage of them. I think FlyQuest is good, but I Mark? think that uh, Froggen could match FlyQuest when Froggen's playing well. Froggen plays well. And when Hooney plays well, Hooney plays well. But I don't I think, think that so. You don't think so? I don't think they can take top three in summer because I'm expecting Team Liquid to bounce back in summer. Uh, yeah, I don't think FlyQuest is... Because I'm not team. I'm not thinking about FlyQuest as top three in summer. I'm thinking yeah. C9, TSM, TL. TL uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, and this is, like we were talking about at the top of the show, a more persistent issue, but uh, on paper, that doesn't, to me, put Dignitas above them, and I'm not convinced that they have any inherent synergy benefits over a dysfunctional Team Liquid, potentially, to, to warrant power ranking them third in this situation i i I don't have as much faith in team liquid as you but uh i feel like with the the big paycheck they got from vulcan they might be able to buy a closer maybe the what was it 1.5 million yeah i mean i don't think gg is gonna give him up why should like the problem with gg is like they don't need the money right like i'm not saying they're like this rich org or whatever but it's not like they like what would they do if they got a million dollars for closer? Like Yeah. I go buy some beers from some I've Bud just, Lights. Yeah. I've just had the feeling that if an org was gonna leave the LCS, like we've had what two within the last year? We had two, maybe three. I feel like GGS would be the team to go. So but that's just really? a, well the the thought. orgs that I have left previously the orgs that I've left previously have been ones that were having financial issues, which I don't think GG has because they're backed by the Warriors, or ones where it felt like Optic, where the like the Rockets never looked like they were super bought in on esports, whereas the Warriors just like expanded into other games and titles and stuff with Golden Guardians. So um, I just like I don't think that the Guardians are going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my my ch- my choice for exiting the league is sealed. Yeah, CLG. Sorry, yeah. I cut out. A not be bit there. not. Yeah, which I don't know what happens to the IP, but I think that MSG just dips out of esports. Oh, well, I think the MSG sells CLG. I don't think that they yeah. dip out completely. So I assume the slot and CLG stick around, but it gets purchased by somebody else. Yeah, that's what I'm this, saying. Is this a CLG call? Yeah, yeah, sorry. I know Mark Mark wants to get out of here, but Polly, any any final thoughts on this before we move on to the next caller? Um, I just think Closer's really good. Um and I don't think people are even giving him enough credit uh for all that he, I think he does for Golden Guardians. No, I think um, he's really good. And uh yeah, I just wanted to I like good play from a up and coming region or a emerging region uh, that we brought it over. So, yeah. thank you so much for the call. Yep, thank you. I interviewed Zane, by the way, Mark today. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, he was there. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, his Marth's dope. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, again, shout out to Head and Shoulders for their bounty. I don't know how many times I need to say this. Um, it's not clear in the bounty stuff. Sherikon NA, Ari Waddle, thank you for the 23 months. Squid Peach the Merciful, Rissle Bridges, Quiet Pirate, 18 months. Freedoms, Boosted Death, Captain Polyswag, and Pluck My G String is here. Pluck My G String, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Tempe, Arizona. Tempe, Travis. Arizona. Beautiful Tempe, Arizona. Where it is. What are you? What here, actually? What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so I'm here to save your viewership because I think it's about time we talk about TSM <laughs> on this show. Um, Everybody, get out there! Let everyone know the TSM call has hit. They can all come back. Let's go! Wake up! Don't. <laughs> I don't think we've it's talked time. about TSM in a while. You haven't actually. Okay. Really? So. I mean, uh, I can't remember. Saya for them. They've been kind of right, anyway. boring. Pluck my G-string. Bring it home. Alright, I'm just going to ignore what I said. I, um, so basically, I think that TSM has shown the greatest level of just like, other than C9, at least in draft, I think they've been the most flexible team. But obviously, they've been playing uh, topside a lot. They've been playing through Broken Blade. He had uh, really good set games. But I also think more than draft is the trust that they have in each other. There was a recent interview on Reddit. Uh, Ashley Kang interviewed Bjergsen. I don't know if you've watched it or not. Uh, I think it was a really great interview. And Bjergsen mentioned that... Um, Ashley Kang, great interviewer, by the way. I just got to say. Really love her stuff. Probably best in the scene. I agree. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bjergsen mentioned basically that um, he was trying to kind of facilitate the same level of trust in each other that they had back in 2016, 2017 with, you know, Doublelift and Hauntzer. And he said that they would often have, you know, heated and uncomfortable discussions. And he felt that that was the formula to succeed in the way that he had in the past. So that's basically the kind of way. And I think having a player like Broken Blade and uh, Broken Blade really facilitates a good environment, I feel like, in the team atmosphere. And... I think another big part is that Dardoch has not had any major issues yet, at least that we know of. And so we haven't really heard of any behavioral issues, so there's no reason, there's no real reason to believe that anything bad has happened. Um, and I think similarly, uh, back in spring 2016, um, the team, you know, they had Doublelift, Hanser, Svenskaren, Bjergsen, and they, that was one of their work splits. They finished six seed, they were nine and nine, and the players were developing trust in each other and the next split, what well, you know, that was their, you know, glory age of TSM and Tina of a split. So I think basically the trust that they have in in each other is what's gonna allow them to, you know, I won't say be better than nine, but potentially uh in playoffs or in summer allow them to, you know, propel themselves to the next level i want to i want to start okay, branding i want to start branding these callers hippie callers because i feel like we frequently get hippie callers that are like the trust the friendship the bond <laughs> the, the belief in each other or like my favorite is the they're just more hungry they've got yeah. a lot of hunger they're a very hungry team for that win we i need a little bit more out of you pluck my g-string you got to tell me like something uh, some prediction level. you can't say they're going to get to the next level what is Okay. What sure. does that mean? They're going to make finals this split. 
They'll beat think, C9 come summer because they have a higher seat. Like, you gotta... I think gotta, they will make finals this split. Okay. Um, I don't think they'll beat C9 quite yet. I don't know if they have enough time to get to the level where they can compete with C9, but I think come summer, they will definitely be poised to finish first seed in summer. And that's just because they'll trust each other more in summer? Well, no, that's just because the, tr the, the trust that they have in, in each other... Because we... We know C9 also trusts each other, but we haven't seen C9 in a position where they're losing games. So we don't know how they would function if mm -hmm. the environment is, you know... C9 trust going to tank like the Dow Jones this morning. I'm not saying that will happen. It's all, but it's all feels good right now, Jack, but as soon as those losses start we, piling We don't up, know what's going to go on. I'm not saying it's going to go badly. I still think C9 is the best team in NA, but I think... We've seen that Dar even Dardock under stressful situations has not crumbled that we know of. So I think <laughs> I love that... you always have to preface these with the that we know of. I mean, really you never know. It. You never know. You <laughs> well, never I do think uh, to to this point, yeah. I don't think that like uh, the night for for Dardock, so many people are able to use Breaking Point as like. Well, we haven't seen Breaking Point yet, but like I don't think TSM's the type of team that's going to put a Breaking Point video out. So if Dardock is agree. screaming and breaking his keyboard or something like that's not going to end up in in legends right i mean i i don't know like regardless of the the dardock point you know like tsm is is very hot and cold right now like i agree yeah they're 4-0 we're like they're so incredible then they lose to clg and tactical tl who then lost to clg yeah, they're literally o two two o o two. like that is the definition of hot and cold yeah there's a 4-0 streak snuck in there as well but like yes they just beat c9 and FlyQuest. incredible when they're on they're so clearly good but like something's going on with this team that makes them inconsistent whether that's draft as i've speculated before maybe it is um more internal issues which we haven't heard anything of so i don't know i don't think there should be any credence put to that but like for some reason this team's really inconsistent at their peaks like you're saying they're clearly really good uh and if they can actually maintain that i do think that they should be the team in the finals versus c9 in the split um I don't think they actually have a draft advantage for C9. Both teams do right. cool things and have little wrinkles, uh, but C9 is doing just as much cool stuff themselves. Evidence this to just this game with the Pike Syndra with Pantheon Talia. Uh, so I think C9 is still a favorite. I think you're right. C9 uh, TSM can challenge them, but I'm not sure it's like the power of teamwork or friendship um, because I don't see why they would have any more of that than C9, who seems to all get along great. Yeah, I think that's my take too. Is like I, I definitely am bullish on TSM. I think they've got really great players over there, and they're on the upswing. Uh, I just don't know if I, I believe that it's like the trust, trust that's going to push them through. So, I don't know, Kelby, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, it sounds like really what we should be defining success here by is like which team do we think watches the most sports anime. Because they are going to. I'm have watching some haiku right now. Yeah, they are going to definitely have the strongest connection uh, internally between themselves, and they, this is not like they watch it individually; they watch it as a group, right? That's true. Because so that Afro told me that he was watching. What is that haiku song? Haiku, the volleyball yeah. one. That's the volleyball. Yep. One. Yeah. Yeah. Told me all about it, but he watches it on his own. He hasn't had his teammates watch it yet. So. Right. You need to watch it together for that bonding experience, so you learn and grow from it. You know, like as a group. And quite honestly, I think. So the old C9 was sneaky. I think maybe more apt to watch sports anime. But honestly, I think the current roster of TSM is probably more likely to group watch 
sports anime. Mm-hmm. You think Dardock watches sports anime? I don't feel like he's a sports anime watcher. Who? Dardock. Oh, I, I think, think Dardock's yeah. low key weeb for I sure. I feel like Dardock. What? Dardock yeah. makes me. I think Dardock watches UFC. I feel like Kabi has <laughs> said on stream that he does not watch anime or anything like that. I I, I think C9's with a way weeb. I could be making that even up, without sure. even without sneaky. Nisky, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Jack Definitely. says the boys have been watching some Formula One documentary nonstop. Not sure why they are so addicted to it. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it just takes a couple to turn them. G two clearly watching a lot of sports anime. <laughs> hey, plug my uh, string. Thank you so much for the call. Sorry, thank you for if we on. didn't have too much to, to bounce around with it. But I, I think if you uh, wanted I mean, a TSM right. take, it's yes, we agree with you that they're looking good. And and could end up in the finals, but I'm not sure if it's like the trust thing that's going on. But I will, I do hear you out that like Dardock probably the best jungle fit for that team that they've had in a long time. I agree. Yeah, yeah. they might have finally solved the the goddamn jungle thing that they have had forever. <laughs> God, that was a that was a real roller coaster last last year. Well, not just last year. Anyway, thanks yeah, so much sure. for the call. Thank you for having me on. Okay, it's been, it's been fun. All right, I know who our last caller is. Mark, you want to go grab him? Sure. A uh, couple quick shout outs to <clears throat> Rissel Bridges, Quiet Pirate, Freedoms, Boosted Death, Captain Polly Swag, Insulin Shots, Neon Puddles, 18 months in a row. Neon Puddles. Charles Swin and Schleppard for 22 months. Insaya is back on the show. Insaya, where are you calling from? Fullerton, California. Fullerton, California. And who would you like to speak to? this show <laughs> i think you know the answer to that question well go go ahead you might want to remind people about your last call on the show my last one or my first one uh was it your first one uh yeah, oh i think it was your first was, one because you called back recently yeah. yeah yeah what's your what was your first one? <laughs> my first one was the whole uh FlyQuest branding rant which kelby was like dying on the floor about banging his table and uh, your your take was sorry you were a huge FlyQuest fan and you I, were um, embarrassed yeah. by their branding right Right, yeah. And this was like, um, I think, back in December. Yeah, sometime around then. Okay. And Kelby loved it, because he loved the idea of there being a FlyQuest fan who just was the <laughs> most critical person felt on the, the team. the same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. The Mars Hardcore fan. So how, yeah. what, here, I'm just going to cede you the floor and sign. Go ahead. All right. So I believe people are overreacting to their O2 week. Uh, a pretty good response I got to this was immediately after the O2, Kelby DM'd me and said, how you feeling? And I responded with a picture um, from the last time Flycos went O2, which is a picture of Prawley, and it says, Coach Curry, please don't int draft. Because as we can see here in the Flycos losses, um, there are some times where they just draft normal things and Flycos wins, probably carries, all, you know, great, right? And then we have other games where we have, like, Ari and Shen, or just, like, you know, when people are criticizing Viper, right? Um but they just continuously kind of put him on Aatrox duty, where I'll give him actually the benefit of the doubt. He actually did pretty well, I thought, this weekend, even though they went 0-2. But, um, yeah, I don't know. These picks are just kind of really, really weird. I guess Spring Split is for trying new things, but at the same time, you know, I feel like FlyQuest, at least the moral and stuff, because they seem to be a team that gets really down when they lose. As you, I mean, players will tweet about, like, you know, oh, bad weekend, yada, yada, right? But, like, FlyQuest seems to really get down when they lose, and I guess we can also take an example from that from last summer. But I think people are kind of overreacting. I think it's kind of more in their draft rather than individual talent. Uh, 
the remaining schedule is like 100 Thieves, Team Liquid, Golden Guardians, Immortals. I really think the only team they would lose to is Team Liquid because they just have this curse to where whenever they play a really good team, they just kind of stop playing sometimes, which is pretty worrying. But I believe they'll still be able to maintain top three. Uh, Kelby. Is that through playoffs? Through pl- what do you mean through playoffs? Like, you know, in bracket? Like going past uh, the Well, first I guess, round? is there a third place decider match anymore? No. I don't think so. So there's fuck. So here's the question: If they go out in semifinals, are they a top three team? Like, in my opinion, or just by ranking? Well, I mean, your argument that we had before is that you think they're a top three team. Wait, sorry, you're saying there's no third place. Three teams go to finals. The new format is. Oh right, yeah, because there's losers. We almost did the same mistake again of assuming it was the same. Yeah. Uh, Let me find. Let me find the format. Uh. Because I'm like, there's no third place match, which technically yeah. it's a loser's It's a finals. second place match, kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's how it works, Kelby. I will show you. Okay. Uh, I'll put it up on the screen because I know people forget. Uh, copy image address. Put it in Skype, and then I'll put it. I'll put it in there. Uh, while we're waiting, uh, Kelby, did, have you ever had a chance to talk about your the Cena, the FlyQuest rebrand and your thoughts on it? I don't know if we've ever had. I don't, did we have you on since then? No, we've not had a month since then. But first, let's. Oh, I want. I'll get to it right afterwards. But here's the. Uh, here's the new format. So there's like a. There's a double elimination moment. Kelby. Yeah, I'm there's, a, there's a losers final, basically. So you can get top three. Interesting. If you uh. If you want to react right now or say something, that'd be good because okay, podcast gotcha. listeners right, are freaking so... out if their audio is cutting off. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 a joke. Continue. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, so then getting back to my point, do you think that do you think that FlyQuest ends up a top three team? Uh, I think yeah, they still can. Um, I know people will probably argue for TSM over them. And I think the last color kind of addressed this too. And also, in my opinion, I think TSM is kind of the opposite, uh, like positive opinion. But what I mean by that is, you know, this week Flycos went out too, and then uh, this week TSM went 2 0, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Bjergsen's back. They're going to be the best. But honestly, I mean, Flycos has shown they can beat TSM before. Yeah, it was a really disgusting early game, um, but they picked a very, very good scaling comp. Yeah. And they were able to beat TSM. And before, they have never really been able to be that team before. Um, in playoff brackets, I think the last time I was on, Crumbs and Mark both said it kind of really depends who they get in bracket, which I agree with because um, I also mentioned before, FlyQuest has never really done phenomenal in best of fives. They've only won one out of like the three they were in. I might be forgetting the first split with like high and everything where they got like third or fourth somehow. Yeah, but, they um, ended up at a finals event, so they definitely got through quarter. Yeah. yeah. But well, I think they I can, mean, yeah. I think that, so here's my thought, is that I feel like FlyQuest and TSM are pretty locked into two and three. Uh, Based on FlyQuest's strength of schedule, and I just, the way the TSM is going, I think that they'll finish two or three, which means that they face each other first round of playoffs. Yeah, and then it's like lose Erlem, right? I I can't remember the bracket. Yeah, so like, and if, if if, if FlyQuest beats TSM, then they're... They're guaranteed top three, right? Because they go to B one and that, and even if you lose that, you're still. T- so it's just whether or not 
I think it's going to be completely dependent on whether or not FlyQuest beats TSM round one of playoffs, which I personally am reluctant to say that they would at this point, but we'll we'll see after like, you know, two more weeks. And then I think if they if they fall into that bracket play, then there's just like too many options for them to get. Yeah, yeah. I also think um Oh god, what was I saying? It's and they have me. to win two more matches to get top three. I think um it was Ika that said it in the interview today that one of the uh, people asked him a question about FlyQuest, and he said FlyQuest kind of has a specific way they want to play the game, and in his words, he said he almost said easy to figure out. Um, that's kind of a worry for me, because TSM has shown they're able to try more stuff. I mean, FlyQuest is also trying, have been trying new stuff with Ignar all the time, but I think, I mentioned this in my last call too, I think a lot of their playoff run will really depend on Viper which may sound kind of stupid because, you know, PoE and Ignar are just playing better. I think PoE and Ignar kind of, like, have shown what they can do. I think Viper, he's been given the chance to carry this season, and he fell pretty flat at the beginning. But if he can kick it up in playoffs, get a ribbon game or something, or somehow get two ribbon games, which would be probably impossible, um, I think they can go further. It just kind of depends. If, is he just going to be shoved on Aatrox and going to be 20 CS down for, like, the whole series, right? Yeah. Um, if that's the case, I probably won't be surprised if they got knocked out in the first round or something. Um, and even like a loser's like first round too, like if they just lost two best of fives back to back. But if he's playing at a level that he hasn't been, you know, kind of majority of the split, I think they can go further when people. Expect. These are all best of five series. Yep. Yeah. Damn. Good on Riot, dude. They've always um, been best of fives. No, I don't believe that. Um, Playoffs. I don't believe that. Um... Hello. <laughs> We had a team I, in this I, league. I thought, uh, whoa! I really, because I remember no, losing it was, uh, no, best of it three was, once. It was best of three when we got, no, we had playoffs that were best of three for a long time. I got best of three by CLG in spring 2014. Yeah, because the best team we ever, anyways, I don't want to, but yeah, we had best of three. Anyways. Um, it's been half a decade. Yeah, well, it's been half a decade since league was fun to watch, so. Um, Okay, cool. I think that this is the most optimistic I've ever felt about FlyQuest being a top three team. You don't know how happy that makes me feel from last time. It's really <laughs> hard for me to say that in a public forum, by the way. <laughs> how, do you think they're top three in branding? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk, let's talk oh, about they've branding. They've done a good job with this whole tree thing, right? I'm not. Can we mute and like go offline before I go into this conversation? Because you're embarrassed? <laughs> no, I, I mean, credit where credit's due. I think that they've uh, like, here's the thing. We talked about this with EG before at the start of the season, right? We, the thing that we liked about EG is that they were picking a brand and like finding an identity, right? Flag. There were a couple of things I liked about EG. Continue. Yes, we've seen that. Um, but FlyQuest has done something similar, where they've picked something to, you know, stick your to attach your brand to, and they're sticking with it, and it's and it seems to be getting positive reaction. So it's good. I think that. Everybody should learn from these examples and, and run with it, you know? I don't know if it's... I don't know if their viewers have they, up on anything. There are... So this this past week, uh, Rishi, who runs uh, the Twitter gaming stuff, tweeted yeah. that last month, for the first time ever, uh, FlyQuest made it into the top most mentioned teams, top five. Yeah, they were they number were the four. Third, or four? I Fourth. They were ahead of 100 Thieves. Oh, okay. Woo! I mean, there you go. I mean, you would yeah. have never guessed them to beat no. out 100 Thieves in terms of most no. mentioned. Kelby. Good job, FlyQuest. 
are they You're no longer doing a good job are they no longer team snickers to you <laughs> no dignitas is team snickers have you seen their fucking verizon stuff it makes me <laughs> it makes me hurt so bad and the actually i'm not going to talk about that publicly but ju- oh my god Wait, you it's just so- talked about it publicly no 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 i'm talking about the i was going to talk about something else about but, dig um, yeah <laughs> about I remember the anyways never mind uh it's it's so it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing like the 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 social media assets that they put out there that they like that you know like comes across in a report is like hey we did these tweets for you and like blah blah look at this is such a good integration of your brand into our team and i just like imagine Imagine being so clueless on the sponsor end that you look at that and you think that that is buying you any sort of goodwill within the community or that it's doing anything from your brand. Like that's clearly just like somebody internally going back and be like, hey, boss, look it. I got X impressions against this thing. And somebody goes, "Okay, that's cool. Good job, Timmy. Esports is really working for us or or it's actually. I mean, it's probably just an agency buy, right? They just put it as a media thing in a spreadsheet. Yeah, it's oh man, it's so bad. It fucking sucks. Kelby, I forgot to mention on the first yeah. call. Um, <laughs> along with Snickers, there was another one that got actually a lot of attention from back in the dark days of Flyquest like, branding. Um, they had a, a series. I think it was first double, or it was like a stream clip of Double Lift. He was like said something like Flyquest like, is really bad or something, or they're just really cringy. And the Flyquest Reddit like uh, account responds with, oh, here at the Flyquest organization, we had a good chuckle. Thanks, Double Lift. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah I, I remember that. Oh. Peter flamed them. And I quite yeah. frankly, I wonder where Peter got the idea to say nope. Flyquest is such a joke of an organization. Nope. Who would put that in his head where he would spout that out on the LCA on his Twitch stream? That's so I weird. This so clearly now. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. And FlyQuest was like trying to be the good old. I love and I think um I I think the the I don't know, huge props to FlyQuest. Uh, huge yeah. props that they've made it into top most talked about teams in in the LCS and and beating out 100 Thieves. I think that's a huge deal. I think trisha has been killing it over there. I've been really excited with what they've been doing. I think they're like, I was, I was, you know, because of where they'd been for the past several years, you look at the flower stuff when it first starts to come out and you go, Oh God, what is this? And then, and then you see, you're like, actually those jerseys are unique. And it's kind of like a bold move that other teams wouldn't do. And it like actually is a cool brand. Like, even if you don't like what they are selling, you can at least say like, okay, this has value to somebody. I, I was the biggest skeptic when we, we were like in a little branding meeting at the LCS and they were explaining like what some of the team ideas were. And like, you know, I saw like go green show up and I was like, oh, I like groaned. I was like, I don't think like gamers are going to identify with this, but they found a way to make it a meme. And if you can make memes, it doesn't really matter what, yeah. like as long as you can connect exactly. it with the fans. So like, yeah, well, go green pushed, is. It's pushed a ton of like really cool uh like teams are all doing their own little initiatives and stuff. I think it's really cool. Yeah, so I think I think they, they deserve a lot of credit. Yeah. Yeah, they've done a good job. I thought that this call was gonna be spicier, but it was basically the <laughs> FlyQuest fan and Saya coming in and saying, I think they're gonna be top three and Kelby going, uh, I guess maybe. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I don't think ways. they will be top three, but I think this is the best shot they've ever had. And I think they'll finish be, the regular season. Who do you think's gonna be top three, Kelby? 
I mean, I think C9 TSM are top two. EG? Kick. EG top three? I don't know. It's I'm really it's say, really e- hard for me to pick the third team, right? I feel I like EG is just kind of... <laughs> it's like Jack, Jack agrees. He says EG. He says EG with the comeback. Damn, that'd be funny to see them in the finals versus each other. C9 versus C9. <laughs> I don't... I think it'll be C9 TSM final right now. That's my feeling. But... Nicole spamming Kelby emotes in the Twitch chat. That's gotta be painful. Oh yeah, I'm. I forgot. I'm biased against EG, or I'm biased for EG too. So, because of Phil, because of Phil and Nicole. Oh, but I'm also biased against them because of Greg. So I don't. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. And on that note, and Sia, thanks so much for calling. Anything you want to say uh, as we wrap up the yeah, show? Yeah, actually, uh, Kelby, it's nice talking to you again. I yeah, appreciate like your. Your DM, dude. Um, you guys really DM Travis. each other? Kelby, did you go find him and DM <laughs> yeah. him to mock him? I found him. I found you him. You found him, and then Kelby, yeah. Kelby stays in like Nice. Yeah, yeah. and then cute. to Travis, um, I actually just changed my major to communications. So uh, Nice, dude. Communication so studies is... I take the easy route through school. I appreciate it. Communication hey, studies is where it's at. To calm. Couldn't dude, handle the math. It's so good. When I was in school, they just put like all the basketball players in there that were just like they didn't care about the class. They were just trying to get the degree. <laughs> it was it was sick. I, I outperformed. The, for the only time in his life, Travis was the smartest guy. In I was, I, it was sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but hey, it's it's worked out. I have Alienware as a sponsor thanks to my communication degree. All right. Nice. Uh, and Saya, thanks so much for the call. Thanks, guys. See you later. Right. Have a good one. See you, dude. He came up and, and introduced himself at the tailgate the other day. Uh, he he said hi, hey to me uh, at LCS. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I never remember cool. Insaya as his name, but I know he yes. looks like. Yeah, I'll start to remember him more now. So, like FlyQuest fan. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've called him the whole time. Dude, I got to go to I gotta go to LCS just to meet this dude. Dude, you have not been to, like, this is the insane thing. You've been in LA for, like, a year and a half. You haven't been to LCS, like, once, right? Travis, I try to enjoy my weekends, all right? Like, there's there's You're Dota, sitting at home Siege. watching LCS. You're sitting at our Discord channel being like, oh, I don't I don't know about that play. I, oh, I, wow, these games are so boring. I have, Nobody's got to kill for 25 minutes. You're just sitting there watching them anyway. Watch with friends in person. Support your friends. Mark. Thanks for having me on, Travis. What do you want to talk about? Nothing. I'm I have the dive tomorrow. I my call time is in less than twelve hours. I need a shower. <laughs> I need to eat dinner. That's true. You no way you could get there in time if you yeah, need a shower. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I got, you got no sympathy for- I got oh, twelve I hours. 12 hours. My call time is in nine and a half hours. No, I mean, that's a lie. Uh, eleven and a half hours, I must say. I'm gonna air a double lift interview I just did. So Kelby's definitely going to stick around for that. Kelby, you have any plugs, anything you want to say? Um, I don't, I don't think so, but thanks for having me on. Great. You really, yeah, there's nothing rip 12 hours. That was the, I, do, I, work. I, do, I don't, yeah. So anticlimactic. Sorry. All right. Well, anyway, uh, I've got nothing either. Thank you to Alienware. <laughs> Thank you to Head and Shoulders. Great bounty. Really, really did well. Thanks everyone for sticking around. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play a double lift interview on stream, and then uh, Nicole might actually play a game with me on stream. We'll see afterwards. We're gonna find out. Thanks everyone. This has been Hotline League episode one. I think one twelve. <laughs>